0: The D.N. Davis Show.
1: D.N. Davis Show. We've missed you. We hope you've missed us. Yes. We're here. Demise, Ryan, and myself. We got a lot to get into. We got a basketball-heavy show, even though the Crosstown game is just beginning right now. It's tied up 1-1. Uh, the White Sox are on first. But uh, we got we got Sean Hyken from the Bleach Report to break down national NBA news free agency and draft and then to continue that of course national because he can do it too but more of a local focus we're going to have Darnell Mayberry from the Athletic shot to join us so we got a lot of basketball to get into and we hope that you are hungry for it because the draft is this Thursday mm-hmm. I am Kenneth Davidson, the voice you hear right after mine is
2: D. Demon Spurrow what's going on everybody hey make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at D and Davis Show once again it's at D and Davis Show One. Facebook.com. So go to Facebook.com forward slash D and Davis show. Let's see. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Music, Stitcher, in app, World on Anchor, and YouTube. Check this out. Spotify as well. Hey man, we're everywhere. You can download the show, D and Davis show and D and Davis the flip. Let's see. I'm on Twitter, Demons One, D E M O N Z E one. Ken is on Twitter at That's Davis. Executive producer of the d and show And d and flip one Mr. Ryan Bukovsky Make sure you follow, follow Ryan on Twitter At Ryan Bisky.
1: One thing I want to open up the show And um, these last weeks Have made it even more apparent um, I, When Tony left the show I think The man Tony talked about it, and The first thought was you Then perhaps Jason Because we wanted it to be white Joking <laughs>
2: But But um, <laughs> Just picked but, up on it.
1: No, no but again, because you already had edited the show in the past, mm-hmm. but that's a small to everything that you've done taking over EP. Uh, you've exceeded any expectation, and it's definitely been a plus, and we really appreciate you joining us.
0: Absolutely. I'm glad to do with you guys. This is always a, a highlight of my week. Yeah, this is. Oh, been, I appreciate it, brother. You've
1: been, doing pretty, you've been doing very well, and it is nothing but um, a pleasure and a benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. Yeah. But look, this is what I wanted to get into with you guys about real quick. What you got? So did y'all see the uh the cop, the sheriff rather, and then you saw Majiri the the, yeah, the yeah, president yeah, 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 yeah. of the Toronto Raptors case said that his jaw was injured and he has a concussion. Oh man, get the hell
2: out of here. <laughs> Are you serious? He said that? Yeah, he's not he he was he's not even working right now. He's he was jaw jacking with Majiri. Right then and there. What concussion did he get? When you shot hit him upside his head. Yeah, it was a
0: hard face shove. Come on. We all know those are concussion prone.
2: That's the <laughs> that that was the most uh powerful mush of well, ever of all mushes. This is the
1: thing real quick. Africans don't necessarily punch. It's more of a a, a, a open muff hit, but it's so strong and stiff, it's like a stiff arm basically. <laughs> and he did dude is like six six, six seven. That ain't a regular man hitting him in his face. Yeah. I'm just saying if it happened. Man. Now, you know, we've heard reports that, excuse me, some of the bystanders said that necessarily what was reported wasn't necessarily true. Yeah, it wasn't true. But yeah. I will say this from what we've heard.
2: I believe the bystanders.
1: Yeah, but look, I, uh, Brian Windhurst on ESPN today was saying that Yusai jury did not have the proper credential. How do you not have the proper credential? Because a there was an, there was an extra credential For the floor that he didn't have there, that's what Brian Windhorst said. He did not have, so for instance, like me and you, we'll put it like this if me and you were there, and I'm not saying we would have the same as you, you Simon's jury. We would have press passes or whatever. See? But see. we may not have the credential to get us on the floor after the championship has been won. There may have only been certain people. Like, for, for instance, ABC was so ESPN people. There may have been only a, f- a few people that had that. And players or well, not or are already there. But, you know, there may have been only people that had that. But Brian Winhurst said today he did not have that credential.
2: Okay. Do you think that Jerry West would need that credential?
1: No. All right. But yes. to be honest with you, I don't think Jerry West would have came down there. Like... You
2: don't think Jerry West would have been on the
1: floor if they won a championship? How many times did you see him with the with uh, the? I, we all know he's old. No, no. no. How many times since well, he just left Golden State? No. I'm
0: sure those. he was on the floor when they won championships I don't know. Rem- I don't. I don't remember ever seeing Jerry. West. But he was more of a consultant at the time, right? True. I'm just well, okay. Hey, another example:
2: Danny Ainge. Do you think Danny Ainge would have went through something like
0: this? No, because that cop would have
2: been like, "I remember
1: the Celtics from back then." Danny, come on through. <laughs> um, no, I don't. So you're proving my point. No, uh, again, come on, y'all. I'm, but to say that every white person knows who you me Jerry wouldn't be true. No, I'm just saying he may not be a, a baseball fan.
2: What? No, no, no. That's that could be possible. It's a that's, lot of that could be possible. Yeah. Yes, yes. The demographic does not skew to a 50 plus year old white man. Yeah. I'm not saying so that, that not at a all. Guy. But, but I have a feeling that wasn't the that same it wouldn't have been, been there all week. So that was my only point. We talked about that this was before. They were was heightened. They heightened. They turned it up because yes. it's the last game of Oracle. And the, and the NBA so said, hey, let's just make sure everything the beginning
1: fine. of the series, you know no one's about to win. That was an elimination game. True. So there were, I think there was, that, I don't necessarily know if that cop, even if he was there all this time, that sheriff, or if he was at even at that position all the time. But what the notes, the stuff that's dripping out, and again, his story may not be true, false. I mean, maybe false, but some of it clearly is true. And I would think Brian Windhorse isn't going to lie. No, I'm He here. would do a thorough enough check to make sure if Messiah actually had that credential or
2: not. Do we think. That there was microphones. We saw cameras, obviously, mm-hmm. but you think microphones was around. Because remember the, the guy in, mm-hmm. okay, who was it? Where was uh, Utah? And he went back and forth with Russ. Mm-mm. We knew that there was some type of microphone somewhere because you know, everything look is picked up. Look at
1: where it was at. Well, look at, when it, when he went back with Russ in Utah, where was he sitting? It was on the sideline. It
2: wasn't was on the baseline? It
1: was it's baseline, but they have... Yeah, but there's... Some of are saying the mic configuration is on the baseline.
2: But if we're at the... We're on the floor of the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. I'm thinking microphones are but everywhere. Where are the so microphones at, D? I don't know. I'm just They're saying. They're going to be where the
1: players are gathering. No.
2: The floor. Somebody. It's so many reporters down there. It's so many TV cameras but th- that's down what I'm there. I'm saying, but D, I'm sure where, someone could probably pick they, that up.
1: Where would they be at? D. They're going to be where the play. Think about. It, we've only seen that one footage. If we're going on what you're saying, yeah. we've only. I'm seen sure there's more, more footage out there too. One, But it would have come out by now.
2: Well, it depends on the it's investigation. Week. It's it been, been a week. True. It would have come out. By with now. with with social media and, the, and leaks, people do put things out the, there. The police it department could be part of the investigation. I don't know.
1: Isn't releasing body cam that they have. Right now, it said they were. Oh,
2: not an investigation. that was my going. That was going to be my second point. I'm sure he probably had a body cam on. So it, listen, man. I just i i, I think I think what you're saying and what Brian Winhurst 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 is saying it is valid. I'm not just dis- not discounting that, but I think there's a. I think you have to definitely look at the people who was right there on the sidelines. The owner of the hardware store and his son, who gave kind of like a play-by-play account of what ha- what happened. Uh, so I definitely think you got to look at that. And if that's right there on top of all the cameras, all the media that's right there on a the sideline, because if someone picked that up, and it wasn't that that was like some cell phone footage, and it was two angles to that. You got the behind Ujiri footage, and you got the side footage. So if it's two angles out there, there's going to be a third or four, fourth or fifth. And then typically we've been doing we've been doing media for quite a long time. We went to school for it. If you have cameras, there's a microphone. The only reason I say maybe the microphone won't be that great is because there's so much going on at that particular time: cheering, noise, music. Maybe they can't pick up the verbatim conversation or argument that they were having. But I'm sure there's probably some audio out there. Maybe won't be admissible in court. I mean, they're probably, nine times out of ten, they're probably gonna drop this. They're probably gonna say, I don't know "Go Dropping's coming. You don't think they're gonna drop it?
1: There's gonna be some cash exchanged in this. One. Oh, bump that. I thought the cop was. Oh, I thought they was that. gonna bu- back the cop up, but he just doubled down. When he's he's I out. Got
2: a, I got a concussion. He's outright. He's get, not working. You get know get what that ass. means? <laughs> oh, that negro has money. I'm gonna go after him. That's what I think. I Time to get
0: a, uh, up from deputy. Yeah. Time to get a bump up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> be
1: Boss Hawk next year
2: Hey Bob I don't feel too good Right about now Come on man Come on How am I gonna- You think he'll be suing We're th- not saying he's suing You think he'll be talking about He got a concussion If it was some Joe Blow cat Off the street From no, Oakland I'm not saying ah. that
0: Would he have a concussion If Danny Ainge Threw the shove
2: There you go Danny Ainge just throws towels I bet you would have <laughs> Danny Ainge throws towels in the air Um <laughs> Look, so Al Horford isn't going back to the Celtics as of, as of today.
1: He, he going back? No, nah, they said that that that, that contract is going to go work it out. It's perished. That's what the reports are right now.
2: And I think he said that they were going to try to work on a new agreement.
1: No, nah, that's what they were saying earlier today and yesterday. Oh. There it is a gulf between them,
0: mm. and
1: what's reported right now right. is that no, but again, they were supposed to be one of those wink deals, and this is from uh, Woj, Adrian Wojnowski. Adrian's saying that. The the Celtics deal is perished with too great of a golf between the Celtics are willing to offer and what Horford wants in long term. League sources say.
2: What's going on in Boston?
1: Dude, you, they may have looking? to flip the whole thing again. Yeah, and, but they know that keeping out Horford, even though his his numbers don't show his intangibles. But still, with what they may have to do moving forward, because one, they're skewing young. Again, I would like to keep him. I mean, I that's would 30, definitely keep that's him. thirty mil he walked away from. So, I mean, again, think about this: they're not going to give him his money. He wants his thirty mil. He just wants you to stretch it out some. And when I mean stretch it out, he you want more deals? On the I deal. want twenty years on his deal. I want yeah three for twenty, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Something in that way, right? Mm-hmm. So by the second year, I basically got the thirty mil back yeah. or whatever, yeah. and, and, and a little something like, more. No, and again, they're not contending now, as far as what we know. They could be better next year, get back to where they was
2: the season before, is, and that's because you're saying Kyrie is definitely gone as well.
1: Yeah, well, well, not even the not the fact See, just that Kyrie further, is was gone. The fact that what we expected to happen along with Kyrie, had he stayed. We mm. thought they were going to go out and get another star player to go along, Kyrie. So Kyrie, not Kyrie leaving just doesn't affect the fact that you're open at point guard or you got to sign a uh, uh, Terry Rozier or whoever way you go. Or again, Mike Conley is a, a player that's been mentioned in interest for that team. But you thought perhaps he was going to be able to get you to, to AD to maybe sign a prolonged deal. So and Danny Yangs has always wanted Anthony Davis. Like, that's one of the things that he has. And it's funny, uh, going forward, uh, looking at um, Sean Hyken's timeline today, he was talking about the, the Celtics pivoting. Uh, on uh, Giannis and that being the new Anthony Davis where we knew from the last three years Danny Ains wanted Anthony Davis Mm -hmm. that now Giannis is going to be the player that the Celtics are like yeah Danny Ains really wants Giannis and that's who he's going to be feeding the Celtics fans that's who we're going to go out there and get and they're probably not going to end up getting him
0: Mm. I was going to ask do you think that this Horford thing is an indicator that maybe Kawhi you know KD some of the big names that are available are they going to try to make a run at all with potentially Kyrie's contract being up and gone. Oh, uh, Boston! You mean Boston signing two what guys? No, no, no. Boston releasing Horford and losing Kyrie to either get a Ka- uh, Kawhi or KD no, or one of the top I guys don't think, on the market.
1: I'll tell you this: Kawhi. I is wouldn't put stay, it out of a realm of possibility. Kawhi isn't going to stay in the East and not be in around.
0: Toronto.
2: It wouldn't even yeah. make sense. Yeah. So well, unless unless you, unless you um, leaves. Huh? Then maybe if Ujiri really leaves, but then he it's kind of it, like it's up in the air. But he would go home then. Hmm?
1: The Clippers are asking you to come in Horford. The Clippers are one of the teams mentioned to be going after Horford. Even though I don't know exactly how well that'll work. I mean, he'll be a good piece. I don't know if he could be a star piece. But again, Kawhi, we could say he didn't have stars. I think Pascal Siakam is growing into one. And at times, Kyle Lowry in this, this this postseason flirted with being one. Not to say that they are fide stars whatsoever. But when, you, when you're looking at it, no, Boston is – Boston's making All their moves Through trades Like that's what's Going to end up Happening
2: But also Boston has so much To trade They still have A lot of picks They still have A lot of assets To go
1: Yeah but you look, look at, at, at it, What they got this year They got three picks And it's like, from, it's like 10, 20, and 22 like
2: in this draft. Oh yeah, no, no, no.
1: No, Listen, and those value the value that we have kept hearing the value of these picks. Yeah, the value
2: yeah, of these yeah. Then I pan, and that's why my first question was like, "Damn, what's happening to Boston?" Because you look at them in the futures, like, "Oh man, they're going to be set. They have, you know, saying all these assets. They have this young talent. They're right there. They could be a. a they, they could be a definitely potential to win it all." You lose Kyrie, all right. You still had Terry. You tear it because the Kyrie goes basically. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna re up Terry. Ter- they may not keep Terry. So they do have a lot of cap under the space.
3: A lot, I mean, a lot of a lot space of up under
1: the cap. The space. Yeah, I know, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> a Lot of space up under the cap. Well, you're gonna
1: have to end up. But this is the thing. Yeah, yeah, well, you
3: you know got what's funny sign, now.
1: You got. But they're gonna have to sign one of those big players that are there. If not both, are gonna end up getting signed. Jimmy. Then they may trade. There have been mentioned already of them still moving. Tatum Brown and Or Brown with a pick to acquire perhaps Anthony Bill to like Oh, I wouldn't do that. I just hope man, listen. You know, this crazy thing, Anthony Bill is Wait, only twenty. Bradley? Thank you, Bradley Bill. I'm sorry. I in my head. Oh, okay. I knew you were talking about. I still
2: wouldn't do it. I knew. I thought you did. I knew you did. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I'm not moving all that for Bradley Bill. Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> not unless I'm about to add Bradley Bill to that core. I'm with you it ain't no way in the world I do that's that. all Brad Stevens is missing is a knockdown shooter right hey, there you go now, listen, I listen I still like I still like Boston's core
2: I still like the young core if I was them, maybe assuming they keep it in a trick. and see if they keep it. In a, listen, if they end up trading those young those young guys, basically it's like okay, we're just throwing it up. We're just going to look into the future another four or five years from now. You have young talent. You have young talent. Anybody will want around the league. Don't give that up. I know Brad. I know we kind of poo pooed on Brad. See, Brad Stevens in his coaching uh, this, this year. year. Yeah. This year, but you still have one of the best young. Well, I don't say he's a young coach anymore. But you still have one of the top coaches in the NBA. All right, you go ahead and try to re-sign Terry Rogier if that's possible. Okay, you lose out on, on Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi. Uh, Kyrie, all right, you kind of figure he's going to the, within the division, he's going to the Nets. Al Horford, hey, maybe he'll leave, he goes go somewhere. You have, you have cap space, but you still have a young core that you can build around. And let's just say Ka- Ka- Kawhi does want to go back home. The East is kind of open again. It's open. Are we banking on Philadelphia being that team that's going to be like, oh, yeah, okay. If they say healthy. If they say healthy, but they got to say healthy. Uh, but, I mean, they were healthy enough this year. Milwaukee is like a one-clear one cut, but we got to see if Giannis, uh, Giannis kind of develops his game a little it's bit a, more. That's the thing. You is going to be there? Those it's two teams. Wait. Though, no, it's not.
1: Okay. You're not jumping, jumping over those, those two teams. Get Boston there.
2: was fourth this year, right? All I'm saying is you have Toronto, if Kuwait leads, and you have Milwaukee. We got to see what development they that's have for Philadelphia.
1: Oh, that's fourth with Horford and Kyrie gone. Yeah. So that's not the yeah, same yeah, yeah. fourth right there. Yeah. And we still don't know if, are we going to get the same returns? on Tatum and Brown as we did when they were the players they were the season before when Kyrie was out majority of the season. Mm-hmm. Cause remember that was Tatum's rookie year. It was. All right. So we don't he know so exactly that. who def- we don't have a definite definition of who he exactly is right now. So no, I, they're not better than a healthy, all these scenes I'm going to say is healthy. They're not better than Milwaukee. That's, that's, no, that's never, no, 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 they're no. not better than Philadelphia. And I'll tell you this, if Toronto holds that team together and and uh, Masai let's say Masai stays there and they, they make a move or two, I wouldn't put them ahead of Toronto because mm-hmm. Toronto even with Kawhi gone they still got Pascal Siakam. Yeah. that's what the thing about uh, Kawhi staying in Toronto and he, he could sit there and open uh, O.G. Benobi was, was was injured this this postseason. He could sit there and have his running mate like. Toronto isn't necessarily plateauing because Pascal Siakam two years from now may be a definite all-star. Like, he will be this... He'll get selected this year if he's healthy. But I mean, like, a definite. Like, oh, yeah, that's that guy right there. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's growing. Like, he's growing. What happens if his shot becomes locked in, locked in? Like, you already... A lot of what-ifs. No, but... A lot of, lot of what-ifs. Nah, no, he, oh, he what he's one of the best finishing... Players in the league in transition. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not going away. He's freaky at
2: transition. And I'm not even talking about his defense. And you're, bang, and you're saying he'd be able to do all this without Kawhi there, right? That's a whole other different kind of pressure. I, I'll because, give you that. But I said someone else Powell perhaps be is, is Lowry that dude? No, he's not. He's an ancillary piece. Can Siakam step up and be that next dude? It's always hot. Hey, listen, when you talk about coaching, you move one seat over, it's a lot more pressure on that. So can he take on that pressure? Like, okay, now Kawhi's gone. Are you that dude? They got the coach. Mm. Talking about young coaches, Nick Nurse. Yeah, Nick Nurse. Guess who's looks, better yeah. than your Brad Stevens?
1: Nick Nurse. Nurse yeah. <laughs> All right. At least for this season, it yeah. was, yeah. All right. So I'm just saying, I'm not looking at you. We're, we're I'm comparing them. Well, okay. Compare them to Boston. Which team would you rather be after losing their star players? You want to be Boston after losing Al Horford and, Ka- and Kyrie or just uh, the, the, the champions and losing Kawhi?
2: Man, Kawhi. Losing Kawhi and he missed. Be...
1: He, they won majority of the
2: games. He was out. He was gone this year.
0: Seventeen and
2: five. Yeah, like they, yeah. That ain't. Dude, and remember, there was a number. There was a number one seed a couple of years in I'm a row. That's what I'm trying to say. Man, like one, this isn't. But scrum. that was also. But that, that was scrum. also With Demar Derozan too with Kyrie. Now you gotta. Now we that's know. Who, that's who. Wait, wait, wait. But we that's know who. you making we, all these ancillary wait, 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 wait. pieces and talking. That's who. Know, but we know what Demar Derozan did up there. He was a perennial All Star. We gotta see if Siakam takes that next step and and becomes that perennial be All Star.
1: Siakam will be better. That's, than, that's all that said. Siakam will be better than Demar Derozan. Okay. all right.
2: We're going to keep this national NBA talk going with Sean Hyken of The Bleacher Report. Uh, Going to have some more fun, all right? D and Davis Show.
1: What's up, everybody? It's Cameron Smith from CBS2 Chicago. You're listening to The D and Davis Show. D and Davis Show, and lucky enough right now, we have Sean Hyken, who covers the NBA for Bleacher Report, joining us. Sean, real quick, looking at your timeline today, I noticed you pointed out that when CP3 took part in negotiating the last CBA, that the max contract basically only benefited him and LeBron. And I was unsure, was that the 10-year length, or was that the part where you can get up to 30% of the team's cap? Could you break that down for us?
3: Well, the part that the, the, the part that he uh, negotiated up from where it was before was that it, it used to be that you couldn't really get the full max deal. Uh, and and this, this was something that was in the CBA to kind of protect owners from uh, – Giving these huge contracts to these guys as they you know aged out of their primes. The rule used to be under the old CBA that a guy couldn't get the full full max, like the regular max contract, if he was going to be turning 36 over the course of the contract. And so then, they, and so when they negotiated a new CBA, one of the things that Chris Paul really pushed for was to change that rule and bump it up to now it's now it's like you can you can still get the uh, max contract as long as you're not going to be turning 38 during the deal. And so he basically did that so that him and LeBron could continue to get paid. As they kind of have you know, as as they've gotten older and as they kind of get towards the end of their careers, they are still going to be able to make that max money. And now, you know, you look at the situation that they're in right now in Houston, where Chris Paul seems like wants out, and there's really nowhere for them to trade that contract to because it's, it's, he's making so much money at the age that he's only 34 right now. He's still got three years left on the deal. He's going to be 37 by the time it's over. So, I'm not really sure what they're going to do.
1: You think about last week, it seemed like allegedly everyone was for sale in Houston, but after what took place with Golden State with losing Klay Thompson and Durant for the entire season, Klay for the majority of the season, is Houston prepared now to run it back due to the fact that, as you just mentioned, they can't do anything or are they going to run it back now because without Golden State, they see the lane is there and they think this is finally their chance to break through?
3: Well, one thing about Daryl Morey, their GM, is that he's always been pretty aggressive and looking for deals and I know there are guys even beyond Chris Paul, there are guys that he's gonna be looking to move. I'm sure teams are gonna call about PJ Tucker, guys are gonna call about Clint Capella. There are other guys on that roster that I think would draw some interest from other teams and maybe, you know, one of those guys that could package with Chris Paul to, to kind of move. I don't know if I I don't, I don't know what how, how substantial a move they're gonna make. They're kinda of hamstrung by A, that contract and, you know, some of their other contracts. So but I think it's definitely they have to feel I mean you you kind of saw the same thing it seemed like they were basically trying to make Mike Dantoni quit or or basically do everything but fire him they you know fired his whole coaching staff out from under him and then, you know, once the Warriors looked like they were vulnerable in the finals, and even before the Duran and Klay Thompson injuries, now maybe suddenly they're looking at it and they're like, hey, wait a minute, we can actually make a run at this. I just don't know. If, if the dynamic between Chris Paul and James Harden is really as bad as any good report today, and Yahoo said it was, uh, I don't know how they're going to be able to negotiate that over the course of the season.
1: Last Houston question. Best case scenario, what happens for the team? You mentioned the Clint Capella. I did see a Boston Clint Capella deal floated around earlier. What's the best case scenario with uh, CP3 there or without the CP3 there?
3: Well, the Quinn Capella thing in Boston is kind of interesting, especially now this news that just broke in the last hour that Al Horford is not going to re-sign them. They're kind of in the market for a center now, so that's something interesting to keep an eye on. I mean, I think best-case scenario for them is probably that, well, the real best-case scenario is they find someone to trade for Chris Hall. I don't know if that's going to happen, but the realistic best-case scenario is that somehow he and James Harden figure out a way to... Put aside their differences for a season, or and then you know, ho- hope that they can get through a season. And just based on talent alone, and then next summer, maybe when he had a little bit less time, left on the contract, maybe they'll have an easier time moving him. I don't know. The whole situation just seems pretty dysfunctional right now.
2: Uh, the Pelicans. Do you think they're done wheeling and dealing?
3: Uh, do, do I? Do you know? Do I think they did a good job with the trades that what you're asking?
2: Yeah. Do you think any more? Do you think they have any more trades up their sleeves? Do you think there's some more trades coming up with the Pelicans?
3: Well, I know they want to move the number four pick because uh, I, I think, I mean, basically every sense that we've gotten from David Griffin is because you know they're not really looking to move Drew Holiday. They're kind of you know I think they're more interest interested in getting players who can play right away than they are in just getting more draft picks going full rebuild around Zion Williamson. I think they want to be competitive right away. So I know that. Uh, they've talked to a bunch of different teams about moving that number four pick, maybe for an established player, somebody who can play right away. I don't. I, I think they're very open to moving down in the draft, if not out of it entirely at that number four spot. So I think uh, that's definitely something they're going to be looking to do. But I just I don't know what the market's going to be. But I think there are teams that are interested in that pick.
2: You know, one one team uh, talking about here in Chicago, a lot of rumors going around that maybe Lonzo Ball was going to end up from the Lakers and now he's down in L.A. and the Bulls might want to move up. So if you're the Bulls, do you just want to stay away? You want to stay at seven or do you think more teams are really going to really think about moving up in in this draft, but it's only like really two heavy top players?
3: Yeah, I I mean I think like, I think there are teams that are going to want to move up, and Darius Garland is the guy, the point guard out of Vanderbilt. I think he's the guy that if a team is going to move up, that's probably going to be who they do, who they want to get. I don't know if I would do it if I was Chicago, because I I feel like I mean unless you unless you're just so convinced that Darius Garland is a future star, you're probably going to have to give up a pick, uh, you know, a protected first round pick in the next couple of drafts, and and the, if you're the Bulls, you still don't have enough established talent on your roster you can really be going out here to give up. Uh, you know, protected draft. You know, future draft picks. And you're going to need those picks to get more young talent along the way because you guys still don't have enough of a established foundation of a roster outside of like Zach Levine and Lowry Martin and Wendell Carter and Otto Porter. You basically have four guys at this point, plus whoever they drafted number seven uh, this time. So i I don't think the Bulls are really in a position where they can afford to be giving stuff up to move up in the draft for honestly, what's probably kind of a lateral move because it seems like outside of Zion Williams and John Morant, there isn't really a. Group of prospects as one, you know, a, a huge uh, jump above the others.
2: Sure, John Paxton, Sean. Uh, what are your, what are your, what's your game plan going into the draft and free agency for the summer for the Bulls?
3: Well, I mean, the guy that kind of has been mentioned a lot for them is, is is Kobe White, the point guard out of North Carolina. But honestly, if I were if I were the Bulls, you, they can't really be looking at this as saying, "Hey, we need a point guard, so we're going to try to get a point guard in the draft." They need to just take the best player available. Whether you know whether Jared Culver somehow slips to them at seven, or if they decide that DeAndre Hunter is that guy they have four guys basically at this point that you feel good about being long-term pieces for them going forward. And that's uh, Zach Levine, obviously Wendell Carter, Lowry marketing and Otto Porter outside of that. They're really not in a position where they can say, well, we're set at this position. So we have to not take somebody at this position. They have to take the best player available, whoever they, that may be.
1: Dan Davis on the line right now. We have Sean Heiken from bleach report. Thank you, Sean, Sean, real quick, sticking with the bull Well, kind of sticking with the bulls. Garland and now, with as many teams that seem to be going after him, it seems like a lot of people would think he has a lot of upside, and I know most GMs have probably seen him in high school since a lot of people didn't see him at Vanderbilt with the meniscus issue. If you had to choose between the two, how how big is there a schism between Garland and also and and, and uh, Kobe White? Is it is I understand Garland's a shooter and Kobe White is more of a speed guy, but if you had to choose between the two in the long haul, which one is probably going to end up being an all-star and which one may not be all star.
3: Well, Garland is just a huge roll of the dice because there's just been so little data on him. He only played five games at Vanderbilt, and I think apparently he's been very impressive in these workouts that uh, he's been going through with teams. From from what I've heard and from people I've talked to, apparently he's been very impressive in these workouts. But you're just kind of taking a gamble on, on a guy who's only played five games at the college level, but he's going to be ready right away for uh, the, to be. Uh, playing against NBA talent. And so uh, I, think, I think Kobe White is probably more of a safe bet in terms of either one of those guys. And I don't think either one of those guys is going to be like a franchise-changing, you know, all-star type of point guard. I think you, you kind of hope to get a quality starter out of one of them eventually.
1: Which team in free agency this upcoming offseason is going to make the biggest financial mistake and go out and get a player or two that it sounds like a new toy, but when it comes to necessarily contending, the player's not going to be, be enough to really get that team over the hump.
3: I mean, you kind of have to look at the Knicks at this point, right? Because they basically, their entire uh, plan over the last couple of years was was to Clear cap space, and they could run at Kevin Durant. Now, you know, even if they sign Kevin Durant, which they still might do, he's not going to play at all next year because he's coming off of a torn Achilles. And they might, they might just end it. And now, you know, Kyrie Irving was the other guy that they were going to be going after. Now it seems like all the indications are that he's probably going to end up going to Brooklyn. And so, if you're the Knicks, you're sitting on all this cap space. Are you going to go and talk yourself into like a Tobias Harris or a Chris Middleton or just kind of one of these second-tier guys who maybe isn't worth a max deal, but is going to be getting max money because uh, they just you know, there's their teams have more money than they know. What to do with and there aren't enough real like, true max stars on the market. Like, I think New York is a, is a team you probably have to look at and say they probably are going to do, unless, unless Kevin Durant actually goes there and they're willing to just eat his first year of his contract because he's not going to play this year, let him rehab, and then keep their powder dry and try to make a splash in free agency next summer. Other than that, like, the, the Knicks are a team that I would look at and say that, you know they're probably going to do something they will regret.
1: <laughs> now, with the Knicks, there was rumors today that perhaps they'll take Garland or they'll move to third pick and they're trying to get teams to kind of move up. Do you see them taking R.J. Barrett? Do you see them keep keeping the pick? Or do you see them perhaps going after another player?
3: Well, I mean, there's really not a whole lot that outside of the top two. In the draft, we designed Williams, at one, and John Miranda, too. But I would, I would expect uh, New York to probably still end up taking R.J. Barrett because he's a guy that... I think teams feel like he's going to be a good scorer at the NBA level, and he's a guy that's going to fill it up and you know, get, get fans excited. But honestly, after one and two, like, this draft could go in so many different directions. And there are so many moving parts in terms of teams trying to move up. I know Atlanta is really trying hard to move up into the top four. Uh, and then there are teams like New Orleans that are trying to move out of the draft or move back. Like, like, it's, really it's really too early at this point to say anything with any certainty. Outside of Zion Williamson, is going to go number one. That's the only thing we know for a fact.
2: Sean what's the best realistic free agent target for the Lakers
3: honestly you know what Uh, Al Horford just uh, it it just it just kind of broke that he's not going to be uh Staying, that, staying with the Celtics, he opted out reason they were going to be talking about maybe doing a uh, you know a longer-term deal, but now it seems like he and Boston aren't going to be able to come to where they need to come to financially. You know, he's going to have Alvarez, a guy who's going to have two, I think you put him next to Anthony Davis, that's going to be a real mess. I'm not sure he's sure going to be able to create another Max slot. I'm not sure I would find one guy, because we kind of saw with the Warriors, you know, they have these superstars, they have this really top-heavy roster, but then once a couple of those guys go down, they really just don't have any other depth. Uh, and so I kind of feel like the Lakers, you know, they have LeBron, they have Anthony Davis at the fold now. I kind of feel like if they have this, uh, this all this cap space, they should be trying to break it up among a bunch of smaller guys or, you know, a, bu- a bunch of role players and, get, you know, fill out a roster and get some more depth rather than just going after one big star to make a big splash like that. I don't know. But I think Al Horford could be a nice fit if he wants to go there.
2: Yeah. some Some... Kind of similar to what Miami and Cleveland did with LeBron trying to fill the guys out with you know saying guys yeah. that are looking for championships. You brought up the Warriors. Uh, KD's down, Clay's down. What direction do you think they should go to or go with this upcoming season?
3: Well, I mean, they don't really have any options because even if Kevin Durant leaves, I mean, I think I think they would. I think they're what I think they're willing to uh, pay both of those guys. Their max deals in order to keep them around, even if either of them is probably going to play next year. Durant is definitely not going to play next year because an Achilles is a full year uh, recovery injury. Clay Thompson, to me, there's probably a chance that he's going to be back in time for the playoffs. But who knows what he's going to look like? I think they would they would resign both of them if both of them wanted to be back. But even if that happens, even if Durant leaves, they aren't going to, It's not like they're going to suddenly have all this cap space, and so they're just kind of stuck with the teams they have now, and then hope that. You know, they can get some some better role players around the edges uh, just to fill out the roster and maybe have more depth. But so it's going to be a really interesting season coming up for Golden State because you basically have Steph Curry. You basically, even if they re-sign, you're not going to get anything out of Draymond, or out of Kevin Durant or Clay Thompson next year because of the injury. So they basically have Steph Curry, Draymond Green. Andre Iguodala is going to be back, but he uh, is another year older. And who knows what they're going to get out of him. Sherman Livingston, it seems like, might retire at this point. But uh, I... I just don't really know what 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 they really have to do. They're going to have a pretty expensive roster that's not going to be contending without those two without those two guys next year.
1: Dean Davis on the line, Sean Hiking from Bleacher Report. Follow him at Hiking. Sean, real quick before we get it out, get you get you out of here, I got a couple questions. One with Milwaukee. Um, you're looking at Ilisova and Tony Snell are rumored to be traded with a, a pick to go along with them to free up a little bit of money. And when I think of Brogdon and Middleton, and I, I like the pieces, but I, I would prefer them to be knocked down a bit and, and really Middleton not be the second guy, but the third guy. When you look at the future of Milwaukee contending for a title... The fact that the players that they're signing right now aren't bona fide all stars. I know Chris Milton made the all star team this year, but as far as just perennial all stars, will this be a hindrance in the future? The fact that I feel like most of them are just getting off from Giannis, not disrespecting their game, but it still doesn't seem like guys that can go get it on their own consistently.
3: Well, I just don't know what else they have to do. It's, it's not like it's not like you know they're, they're not getting another superstar to, to go there. Like it's just it's, it's just like I think they basically have no choice but to say you know what. We had the best record in the in the regular season this year. We're gonna just run this back. I think you kinda have to pay those two guys. George Hill, I would imagine, they're probably gonna let walk. Uh if they can get off of the Tony Snell and uh Sova money, like you said, that could maybe open them up open some up some space for them to do some things. That's another team that maybe could target Al Horford who has played for Mike or before in Atlanta. He could also be a nice fit there, especially if they can't re sign Brooke Lopez who might have priced himself out of coming back there. But I think Milwaukee is kind of just in a spot where, I mean, yes, you would like to not be paying Malcolm Brogdon and and Chris Middleton as much money as you're going to have to pay them, but it's not like they have a whole lot of other options.
1: And Sean, what's going to happen where you're at in Portland? Like, we're looking at what that team did and they took another step. The West is wide open now, but when it's wide open, I feel like they're quasi false contenders. Do you think that with the West being open that, that that the Portland Trail Blazers can get past, i.e. the Lakers, even though I know we don't know what the Lakers are gonna really look like together. Uh Houston if they're healthy this year. Uh Denver, like do, do you look at them as being a legit team to get into contention or just on the periphery?
3: Well, I mean I mean they just made the Western Conference Finals, so I think they definitely feel like if they run the same team back, uh, they should be at least in that mix, the thing is, I think there's so many just because you know you look at Oklahoma City's probably still going to be in there, Denver's still going to be in there, Utah's still going to be in there. The West is pretty wide open right now, and especially if Yusuf Nurkic is able to come back from his leg injury at some point during the season, which I think they expect to happen at some point. If they can get him healthy in the playoffs, I think they feel like they might actually be able to do it, especially with the Warriors being compromised the way they are. We don't know what's going on with the Lakers. I mean, if they're going to be a team that's in the mix, I think they've shown now that they can hang with anyone. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, catching the right breaks again and if they can stay healthy. And what's up with all the Soldier Boy love on your timeline? <laughs> oh, that, that picture's been up there for a while
1: the one with the season being over seemed like you posted a couple days ago I know you got the one with him and A-Rab for your banner but then it's the one where it's like hey the season's that's wrapping
3: up that that's what I'm saying that one's been up there for a while because that, that was from Remember when he had the whole thing with LeBron with uh, Deshaun Stevenson in the, the playoffs when it was like the Cavs and the Wizards in 2008 That that's, that's one of the more iconic moments in NBA history I think and they need to make a 30 for 30 out of it
2: <laughs> alright Sean hey man thanks so much for hopping on with we'll us love talking to you down the line
3: yeah, well, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm around. I'm on Twitter at Hiking. I'm going to be, you know, doing some stuff at Bleach Report. I'm going to be out in Las Vegas for Summer League. But other than that, I'm just, you know, just follow me on Twitter. And if I have something up, I'll tweet it out.
2: There you go. All right, Sean. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, Thanks a lot. All right. That was Sean Hiking of Bleach Report. Make sure you follow Sean, like you said, at Hiking uh, on Twitter. That's H I G H K I N. All right, Bleach Report. Alright, it's time to have some fun. It's time to go up for grabs with one Mr. Ryan Bukoveski. Come on back, Dean Davis Show. Yo, what up? It's your man Jay Ella, official Chicago Bears DJ, and you are listening to The Dean Davis Show. Turn it up! D and Davis show. Hey, you know what time it is. It's time to go up for grabs for one Mr. Ryan Bukovsky. Ryan, what you got for us?
0: Thank you, D. And yeah, let's get started with some NBA talk. And we are all excited for the start of uh, the draft coming up and the big free agency period. So after the Anthony Davis trade to the Lakers, what do you think will be the next big domino to fall in the NBA landscape? Mm.
2: I guess it'd have to be a signing. I don't see any other big time trades coming I think that was the biggest Which kind of really shook up the entire league Going even into the draft Because a number four overall pick was moved I guess it would have to be a signing So that means it would have to be a signing Of someone going somewhere you didn't expect I guess it's paid that Kyrie's going to Brooklyn But does the Lakers have enough money to sign Kyrie?
0: Currently the Lakers have a problem They need the Pelicans to agree to a certain Day to trade which I believe Is right. July yeah, 30th yeah, yeah. If, yeah. They, yeah,
1: if they go to July 30th Then they could basically have 30 million 30 million on the cap they right? can have but that's also if, Doesn't Anthony Davis have to t- Turn down a trade kicker in that scenario
0: no, he gets all his trade money. I believe. I think the issue becomes on the draft pick. I think that they no, have I know to because
1: the, the draft pick won't get to be in summer league for the team. If the Pelicans trade that pick, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. that pick can't play in summer league for that team because they will be waiting all wait the way no. to August basically. So that's the problem. Is the Pelicans the Pelicans can't do that for the Lakers depending on. Who they trade that team to
0: But essentially the big thing Out of this right now is the Lakers May have jumped the gun on trading for Anthony Davis but right. now they don't have the Ability at this current point in time to Offer another, another max, max contract field. to Somebody
2: right. so the only, only way I Only thing I can see is going to have to be a signing I mean I'm pulling for uh, Kawhi To see in Toronto I think he should I think the Powers is I mean you, I think you want To have that kind of like one dominant team in the east And I think they would be that with him there uh, I would like to see him uh, stay in Toronto. Uh, but I could, I guess it would be like Kawhi going to the Clippers. That would be interesting to go out west and in the division, going up against the Lakers with. That would be a good storyline. The two L.A. teams would be that prominent. Because right now the Lakers are 3-1 odds to win the NBA championship. So I think Kawhi can move it. Um, but yeah, I think it had to be a signing It had to be something It had to be a signing for someone not expected So maybe like Kyrie to the Lakers Which I, I, y'all just told me That's probably not going to happen So maybe a big time signing
1: Him going to Rock Nation kind of tells you That he probably won't be a Lakers. Yeah, he going to Brooklyn more Also, likely. the narrative wise Kyrie seems like he cares about his narrative And even though he's in New York, Brooklyn isn't the Knicks. He kind of seems like he doesn't want the media coverage necessarily that you get in those type of markets where the media may not be as friendly. And I know New York is one of them. But, again, I'm talking about the Nets versus the Knicks. I mean, Boston ain't
2: that easy either. I think
1: Boston, I'm saying, I think Boston is worse than the Nets coverage is what I'm trying to say. Yes, 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 yes. It's like Boston's coverage is like real New York coverage, Philadelphia coverage, um, um, Boston coverage. Boston coverage, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I would say this. uh, It would have to be cool why, but I think, again, it goes to Alderman Anthony Bill. I know it's Bradley Bill, but... (laughs) (laughs) Alderman Bradley Bradley alternate
0: uh, persona. I think it
1: depends on, and I'm not saying that that's going to be the end-all, be-all, but I think that's what it's going to be who takes that leap because, again, he's the free agent. Well, not the free agent, but the trade ship, and we know, looking at where Washington is, they clearly want to Get up under the out of these contracts because they're stuck with John Wall, and it makes sense to tear it down more sense to tear it down than to worry about how a speed merchant that's now around 30 is gonna come back from a torn Achilles, so, and that it wasn't working with him there. So I mean, if it, it makes more sense to ride. The, They're basically in the same situation they were with Agent Zero with Gilbert Arenas when he got hurt and he yeah, still had all that yeah, money under yeah, his contract. Yeah. Like, and they and they've been there before. So it makes sense to now. Getting to the lottery, you uh, uh, John Wall's gonna be gone next year. You get Bradley, you get a pick this year. You got your pick. Then you get next year. You suck again. You get another pick because you you are hamstrung by that John
2: Wall contract. Yeah, but that's all predicated on someone moving whatever they need to move for Bradley Bill. Who is that, who's that? that team? There's gonna be a lot of thirsty. So teams. obviously it has a to lot. be a, it has to be a team that's the in Lakers, the championship window.
1: Initially, the Lakers were if they couldn't get Anthony Davis, he was a guy people looked at. They're gonna be a lot of he's 25 years old. There are going to be a lot of teams. And think about Give it. Give me a team. He's capped. Give I, me some teams. I, I would say that we've heard that the, the New Orleans may be a team. Mm-hmm. Again, now, if the Lakers decide to go three stars, I think perhaps they can be a Because remember, he's on that old Jimmy Butler-ish type deal where it's he's probably making like young 20s. Right now on a maxed out deal, it's not as like he's back at 30 right now or whatever. So I think it fits under the cap. I, you look at some teams like perhaps if the Knicks want to make a move, if the Nets, like every team that thought they all these teams that were getting ready to make these moves, they're gonna sit there with Crow in their hand and go back to their fans and be like, hey, we couldn't get this, but we gave you this.
2: But every every team you brought up there, there's not they're not championship teams. So it's kind of like but why If would, I was, but if why I was would a only fan, go to a championship. But no, this is my thing. If I'm a fan of the Knicks, mm-hmm. and I have to give up future assets for Bradley Beal, hell no. But see, it's not
1: going to be— I don't be, want that. It's not going to be what they—they're not dealing from a, a situation of leverage. They're not at all. So this isn't like—they're not going to get—again, of course, he's not that type of talented player. They're not getting an AD haul, and I'm not even saying it like 80 I mean, they're not getting like— real picks they're gonna get this pick here mm. and maybe a, a conditional pick they're not leaving that situation with like multiple picks because people have them over a barrel so it's not it's it's not like that, that the only stuff? thing that they have for them is leverage is that there are multiple teams who who, who want money saved up. all this money up now yeah. that's the only leverage they have so they can sit there and use the fact that hey I know you want them and you're saying this but this team wants them and this team wants them so what are you gonna do that's the only leverage they have they don't have the leverage they would have had if they had a successful season and it was looked at that they don't need to get rid of this type of quality player people know there's an urgency for them to start to tear that thing down
2: if anything i would like him see him uh, like to see bill go to new orleans because they do have that nice little young core it depends like you said can uh new orleans can basically say like hey you taking this and this I is what like you're gonna you get
1: holiday with that core more than him yeah because i don't think he's a i don't think he's that type of leader so far and it may not be fair to him because this year it seems like that team was gelling
2: with Walgol. Do you want, like, good size with Lonzo and Bill, though, in the backcourt? Well, see, but Bill...
1: That'd be nice. A, Bill isn't a defender. No, he's not. He's not that. That you have in Holiday. But I think Holiday being in New Orleans as long as he has and going through the trials and tribulations gives you someone that's already connected down there and also a type of... He's a, I like the type of bet, bet he is. He could have complained... And again, he can switch and play. He's a combo guard, but he could have play when Rondo usurped him. Mm-hmm. I, I, so, I, for me, for that team, I would keep Holiday because I think Holiday would fit. He's there to fit. Where I'm not dissing Bill, right? But I, I'm just I, I know that I think you you got a, a great defensive backcourt with Holiday, and also let's not forget the fact that he can switch off depending on who's playing. Who's playing? Right. All right, and I, I, that's why I would perhaps keep him. And I think he can get in the lane better than Bill, but clearly Bill's a better shooter.
0: Yeah. We'll see. The three things I kind of look at are the Clippers, the New York teams, and Kyrie. Because I think that that's where maybe the next big domino comes. Because if the Clippers don't get anybody, then that kind of changes this entire NBA landscape. Because right now, they're kind of the wildcard team. It seems like two players are going to go because Kawhi Leonard they have the advantage on. I look at Kyrie he's not really a number one to me. And if he goes to the Nets by himself, what does that really do for you? So I would think he's gonna go somewhere with someone and that only leaves LA or somewhere in New York. And unless KD is going with the Knicks, Mm
1: -mm.
0: and if Kawhi stays with Toronto, I don't know what Kyrie
1: does. You're totally wrong. I'm gonna tell you why. This is the NBA and nothing happens in happenstance. The Nets did not clear out what they did Without really knowing And let's even think about it During this year we heard Kyrie would probably He could go to any the New York team But it was him and KD going to New York The last month If not longer You've heard the Nets lingo He wants to be a Net Like he's yeah. always wanted to go yeah. back to New York Remember yeah. when he got out of Cleveland He wants to go back to New York And I would I go to the Nets before I go to the Knicks And Kyrie doesn't Kyrie doesn't need a title. He's not that type of player. He already got one. Yeah, but a lot of players want more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, but he doesn't see that kind of care, Like I want, i this I'm thirsty. When for I one. say you're wrong, you're only wrong because you're looking at it from how Ryan, a guy that's thinking logically, would do it. That's not Kyrie. Kyrie doesn't think like we think. So with him, I'm going to the Nets and I'm gonna make this right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this here and I'm in a big market. It's cool with him. I, I'm like you. I would be more in tune to be like, let me see if I can link up with somebody, let's see what we could do. But it seemed like that was KD Katie and KD's gone. So I think I think Kyrie's in that, to be honest. I don't I don't think he's gonna go to the Clippers with Kawhi. And I to be honest with you, I have, if any superstar that's banking on winning with Kyrie, you better watch the tape. For real, because you're not LeBron James, and he had issues with LeBron James. You're not, and he's older now, and actually he's a better player than he was then. Mm-hmm. So what makes you think he's gonna defer to you when he was on a loaded Boston team and was like, all of y'all? So I, for me, I would like that's. I, th- listen, Kyrie's better than this player, but I'd be like, you know what, dude, give me Kimball. let's go.
0: And that would be huge if Kyrie does go to the Nets by himself, because then. Does Kawhi just want to run to LA with Kemba? I mean, he'd be a good fit. But is that going to be enough to yeah, really challenge yeah, the West? I'll yeah. tell you what. i was just yep. sitting here thinking. I think so. I think so. You,
1: I'll tell you what I would do if I was the Clippers. Because sitting here, while you were doing all that, Clippers, we forget, is another team with a lot of assets. All right, they got draft picks and they got Shea Gildrich Alexander, right? Every day. I'm going to Washington. Try to get bill i'm gonna put bill and i'm gonna put Kyrie together it, i mean Kawhi together wait it's possible now that's a tandem because one yeah bill can use the ball but bill can shoot both of those guys can basically shoot right so i like out and then you still have the infrastructure of the players that they've already built with the clippers that team now not to say that they can they, they're sure they're over the lakers but Their roster's already way better than the Lakers roster. I think that out out of the two stars, I'm saying the structure is is more sound.
2: Honestly, I mean looking at it right now, yeah, you got A D, you have LeBron, and I understand the odds or like, you know. But I still like Depends on what's happening, but I, I I don't like them to win a championship, but that's just that's another story, another, another discussion.
0: Gotta love NBA Free Agency. Can't wait to see how the rest of it plays out, mm-hmm. and especially with some of these big names. Let's switch over now to some baseball, because it is Chicago Baseball Rivalry Week, with the two-game set at Wrigley between the Cubs and the Sox. Go Sox! So let me ask you, what's significant to you about this series? Nothing.
1: Um, it's good to see. <laughs> Nothing? Yeah, really. I saw. I was watching a sports talk live. Maybe in a an episode from yesterday, and it was a gentleman over there talking about this is better for the Sox than the Cubs. And it's like, no, it's not. Like, let's, let's stop. The Cubs are in contention right now. They're at least a top three team. We know they're not the Dodgers, but a top three team in the National League. The Sox are coming up. This is a good barometer for the White Sox. So, but in, in the long, in, in everything. Nothing It's just cool That this is our city And these two teams are playing It's cool that the Sox Are Battling right now Against one of the Best teams In baseball Over the last five years But No It means nothing It's a
2: baseball game I beg to differ with that Um, I think it means something Because For the psyche Of the Chicago White Sox Going into this season, I don't think a lot of people thought that they would be as good as they are. Now, currently the White Sox are sitting and let me just bring it up the they're 34 and 36. Mediocre team, right? But they're like ten to twelve games ahead of schedule than they were last year. So you can see the development is going there. You go into Wrigley, you go into one of the best teams in the in MLB right now, the Cubs at thirty nine thirty two in a pretty tough division in the NL Central. But they're going to beat it at the end. They're only, uh, only a half a game back of Milwaukee, right? But if you can go in there with your position players blossoming, blossoming, you can go in there with Ju- uh, uh, Lucas Giolito pitching his ass off right now. And let's just say they even get a split. I think I said it before. If the White Sox can finish this season at 500, that's a remarkable season for what they're trying to go to. But, well, yeah, what does that have to do with this game? Though? So, um, that's what I'm saying. I think it's the psyche of going there and being able to play. They beat the it's, Yankees. It's they beat that to the Yankees. But, this is, but that's my whole point with this season. I think being able to go in and play against these top teams, not saying even if you if you win a series, that's jubilation, right? But you go in there and you can at least start splitting these four-game series, maybe win a three-game series, play very well, Play very tight with the a, with the a, uh, a, a team that's been to four NLC championship series. That means something. It's not so much of like, oh man, we lost a game. They are really improved. And if you can go into Wrigley and possibly win that series, that's gonna mean a lot How to you in the psyche. Series?
1: How long is that series? It's two game series right now. That's what I know. It's two. I think. I think it's all
2: about the psyche.
1: I think the sample size is too small, and I don't think the White Sox would try to make that much out of it because, again, if they were in their division, if they played them 20 times during the year and you run the series, I could feel it. And I'm not really dissing what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But I think with this being a team that they see so very little, it's cool. But to me, it's still about the Sox development. Of course, with the development, it helps that you're beating good teams. I
2: agree with that part. But in in general, this game here, it means nothing. I think they was looking. I, I believe I forgot who they was talking to. I think it was Lucas. He was like, "Hey, we're looking to go in there, and like, really beat them." This has been on. I think this has been on a schedule because of how they've been performing. They still look at. Let's be it's be honest. The Cubs are the big brother baseball team in in this city. Chris Bryant was like, I ain't know they, I ain't know he was playing them. He could be just poking him a little bit, but I think the Sox has been looking to this to this series because how well they have been playing. It's only a two-game series. Ken is one hundred percent right about that. What can you take so much of uh, of uh, uh, a play, especially nowadays, because you play so much of it doesn't really mean as much anymore. But I think the psyche of it, if they can go in there and beat them, I think it means a little something.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of in between you two. I think situationally, this series has a little bit of significance, just because Cubs had a rough road trip where they really struggled, and they had yeah, they've only played well at home. So if they come here and were to get swept by the White Sox, that'd be a big loss for them, the two games, especially when you're talking about potentially being game for game with Milwaukee all year long, like it was last year. Mm-hmm. For the White Sox, I, I'm kind of leaking off you, D, with what you said playing Houston playing the Yankees playing the Red Sox playing the Cubs and playing well against them I remember back in 2015 with the Cubs, the turning point for them was they started to play St. Louis better. They started Mm -hmm. to play with some of the top dogs in the National League, and they looked like a team that belonged. Mm -hmm. And that confidence, I think, propelled them in 2016 because they were just so young and really didn't know about the pressure that they were going to face. And the White Sox are trying to build a very similar craft to that. So I Mm -hmm. think that barometer, like you pointed out, Ken, is important for them and their psyche moving forward.
1: I don't think a two-game sweep is as important as a four-game sweep. Oh yeah, for sure. No, yeah, I agree with so that. If it was a, I agree if with this that. This was a four-game, and it's in league play. I would be with you, but being a two, I think with a two-game sweep, you can just be like, eh. like for like, if you start, especially if you turn it around after this, it's more like a meh. A four-game sweep, you like, damn. Especially what you're talking about with how they were on the road just now. But I don't. I, again, to me, for the most, for the big part, it's that it's just a small series.
0: And I I would agree with that. And they still could get the sweep, the four game sweep. You just can't do it until they play the next two at the cell. Which True. is why they only play four games.
1: I
2: don't
0: know. Yeah. What
1: I'm saying it's it. It like It's Ridiculous. I know the Mets and the Yankees play more games. Yeah,
0: exactly. But the Sox
1: and the Cubs get two.
2: Yeah, come
1: they
0: on.
2: They got
1: yeah, Series.
0: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's unbelievable how much they cut down on this series because it's been four games for like the last few years six yeah that's That's baseball for you i'm gonna change rivalries because that's what brings viewers uh let's move it over now to the gridiron for my last question on nfl live on monday both damian woody and ex-bears head coach john fox declared the bears have had the worst offseason this year is there any merit to the Bears having one of the worst off-seasons, or is John Fox just a jaded ex-coach? Hell no, that's some nonsense. That's foolishness.
1: I mean, listen, the worst part of this off-season was losing Vic Fangio, but, dog, we kind of expect to lose him the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was—listen, if you're a really good team or your team is extremely playing extremely well on one side of the ball— and especially if it's not your head coach's side of the ball, he's going to end up going, Or even if it's the head coach's side, but you know it's that coordinator that's doing it. So, Vic Fangio, the only thing that's been holding him back is his age. And it took John Elway to be like, you know what, I don't really care. Look how old I am, right? But, no, I, I like the HaHa Clint Dix Amos swap, basically, all right? Uh, if Buster Screen is healthy. Uh, David well, that's Mc-
0: his thing. He's more durable
1: than Bryce. Yeah, but, but look, uh, 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 David Montgomery just signed. Like uh, Cordell Patterson, like, are you? Listen, I'm, I will bash the Bears. This is a they had the worst offseason in football. Do you know how many teams that we can sit here and talk? Listen, I know they got Antonio Brown. I still don't know what the Raiders are doing.
0: All right, like signing races. What you talking about?
2: Incogni- oh,
1: yeah. Incognito, yeah, they signed incognito. Um, let me ask you, you a question,
0: COVID. Ken, mm-hmm. really quick to that. To kind of play devil's advocate a little bit to uh, John Fox and Damien Woody, do you think maybe they meant the Bears had the worst out of the contending teams versus just kind of just some general? And would that even be true?
1: No. I think the Bears did with what you expected. Only problem with the Bears really have is that they haven't fixed the kicker issue. But Fangio was gonna leave. And look, I'm not the Chuck Pagano guy, but still you got more a more than adequate, adequate replacement in Chuck Pagano. The free agents they brought in, I think, filled the holes that they needed. I mean, I look, there's there's very very few things outside of kicker, and you telling me we lost a coach that I can be mad, and looking at a team that if the Bears had cash, I, I still wouldn't say they had the worst offseason but we're talking about a team that's getting to the point where they have to play their quarterback you know what I'm saying like they they just signed a, a player to the highest defensive contract in the league so it's not like they have their flush with cash or where they could have done something we're talking about a team that's dealing with the budget what they've done no they've sat there and gave their smart ass coach more weapons for his offense and they sat there and solidified this defense and brought in a capable defensive coordinator who has head coaching experience and also his best part in his coaching was defensive backs in this past happy league that we're in right now.
0: And just to uh, kind of put an extra emphasis on your point with uh, Clinton Dix and Buster Screen, between those two and versus Bryce Callahan and Adrian Amos, what they signed, they've saved over $15 million in getting those two players versus Callahan and Amos. Listen,
2: uh, bump John Fox. He didn't want to talk to us. We was out there spring training. So I he'd never be on my Christmas list. Um Not
0: spring training no.
2: training Whatever. Training camp. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. didn't wanna to talk to us. Anyway, nah, nah, man, that's foolishness. Anybody that can go back out there and say that the Bears had one of the worst off seasons. The worst. The worst offseason. Crazy. What are you talking about? Two people. What are you talking about? Are they are they looking, are they like just looking for them to just crush all of the all the other teams in the division based on what they do listen Green Bay might be a little bit better Detroit you know saying, let's see what they do Minnesota the,
0: the Bengals reaching are, are for they, Daniel yeah, Jones are they Tampa l- Bay are they
2: looking to just see what they do inside a division and based off of that or are they looking off the potential of what they should be it doesn't you know it doesn't even matter that's a stupid comment. The Texas fired their
1: general manager after one year and still don't have JV Clowney under a contract?
2: Dude, I could go through about
1: four. Yeah. The Cardinals may have a joystick quarterback who may not even work and traded a guy who may be decent. Adam Gase ran off his general manager and said he didn't even like the guy they spent money on for the running back are you out of your the number of teams that we could go down before you can say the Bears what the hell
2: has Minnesota done
0: what, look were they, the, what are
2: they expecting them to do that's my question
1: what look they at they
0: Green Bay like they're supposed to be a team that's supposedly going to turn around this year they're going in with a rookie head coach mm-hmm. Yeah, they've real rebuilt their pass rush with two free agents that haven't done it yet they're hoping that they will they become will those like pass great. rushers and they've got a brand new offensive system potentially
2: and the quarterback is already like let me audible more yeah And he's only—he's another year older, and he was out, you know, saying for injury, and that's
0: in your division. I don't get it. What the hell is Detroit
2: doing?
1: Yeah, I don't get it. Like, are you like that's Listen, Damien Woody one does not follow what happens with the Bears, so we can move Damien off there. John Fox is a vindictive hoe.
2: Is
0: this like just like for clickbait? I mean, I know he said it on TV,
2: but
1: John Fox was like you. He spent that money when I was there.
0: Because, uh, like you said, oh, hey, 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 hey. their best uh, move was re-signing Anthony Barr before he left for the Jets. Right. That's been right, their only yeah, move, really. And yeah. then saying
1: that they weren't going to sign Kyle Rudolph, then signing
0: them. Did so they, they kept their
2: players? Did they say that they don't believe in Mitch? Well, what, what
0: No, what? Uh, John Fox's reasoning was the kicking position, which I guess you can kind of point is at a, It is a, it's a sign of concern. It is a, it's a place of concern. And Damian Woody's really was only Vic Fangio. Which, I guess those are the two holes in the offseason, but like you said, Ken, Chuck Pagano, uh, we don't know if he's going to do a potentially as good or better job. He's going to do a slightly different scheme, and that might fit the players a little bit better. And even if it drops off, right, how much is a drop-off going to be? And the kicker thing, yeah, I get it, we don't have a kicker, we don't have the veteran, but... We talked about it multiple times. Robbie Gold was found off the streets. So how do you know you haven't found the guy off the street? And there's still room with cuts coming up that they can get another guy. How many
2: teams can you say for sure that they just, oh, yeah, bona fide right here for our kicker? I mean, kickers are like, are like bullpen arms. You don't know what the hell they're going to do to get That's the idiot. An issue
1: with the kicker. Yeah, that's, gonna, that's, that's, that's valid. That's issue, but it's an issue that can still be taken care of in this offseason. But let's get to the, to the Chuck Pagano-Big Fangio situation. You, if your team is good on whatever side of the ball, you're going to lose that coordinator. The thing that benefits the Bears—they weren't just out there off of scheme; they're loaded with talent. So if we were sitting there in a situation where the let's let's take let's just take for instance uh, Khalil Mack off, right? Let's take let's take a uh, Keem Hicks, Hicks off, right. right? Let's just let's take them off. Eddie Jackson. So gone. let's just say that, that, that your key players is Leonard Ford, Eddie Jackson, and the, the cornerbacks, right? You're playing off a really—scheme is going to be the real reason that you're playing well if you're playing well. This is—not to say the Vicks fan show's scheme wasn't wasn't well, even though he didn't like to blitz, and there was times he needed to blitz, and Chuck Pagano blitzes more. He will blitz. But still looking at this team— they're loaded with talent. It's not about the scheme. It's about whoever is using these players properly. I don't think that's going to be an issue. And damn near, I hate to say it, outside of some chosen plays, depending on game situations, this defense could run by something. The pass rush is l- l- lunatic, really. If Leonard Floyd is better than he was last year, and what you hear uh, uh, Danny Trevathan talking about, they need to, I know he's, he's g- g- gassing them up and saying they need to double team him this past week. Like, that's just asinine.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. Man, stupid. and Roquan Smith, we haven't talked about yeah, him yet. Yeah, man, that guy Roquan. is going to be a stud and, and a half what? and he is just scratching the surface. So yeah, I'm with you. It's and It's
1: craziness. My last thing, what if hate. what if you're talking about uh Bilal Nichols what he's going to do this year, but what if mm-hmm. one of these players like the 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 the, the cornerback that they got, that submit that one year player miss played corner one year but it was a receiver, Stephen Denmark. Thank you. Yes. What if he's actually good? Right Like what if What if this year He is the third And fourth in depth chart But you like Oh man Somebody gets hurt And he's out there Balling It's like Ooh Ryan Pace did it again
0: Right like And look at a a guy on the corner, Kevin Tolliver the second last year, undrafted, Mm. considered a guy that would have been drafted if he didn't have the off-field issues. He didn't have them last year, and he played pretty decently. They might, and Roy Robertson Harris, another undrafted guy. I mean, they have so many second or third tiers.
2: I've been to Roy Robertson guy. I expected more last year. Only thing I will say is that their schedule is a little bit tougher. I don't think they're gonna go and do as well as they did last year. They might lose a game. A twin,
1: wins. I, yeah. I was like, a ten
0: wins. Ten. They might be fine in this division with ten. Yeah. If you play well in the division, it's not so much what you do outside of it because they're gonna have chances for victories. They've got some easy opponents. What AFC? But they got to do it. What AFC division they play? AFC West. Oh. So, I mean, you got the Chiefs and the Chargers are going to be tough, but we don't know what the Broncos are. We don't know what the Raiders are. Yeah. That could be two games. the Broncos
1: defense is going to be better.
0: And plus two, the Raiders, they get them in London. That young team moving over to London, I don't know if that's going to be an advantage for them. All
2: right. Uh, Real quick, going back to the the Mets and Yankees, they only played them four times. So, maybe in the league play within the city, you only play four times. Okay. I don't know. We'll see.
1: All right, coming back on the side of this break, Donnell Mayberry from the Athletic Chicago is going to join us to break down what the Bulls are going to do in the draft and free agency. Dean Davis Show.
0: Hey, this is Rich Campbell from the Chicago Tribune, and you're listening to the
3: Dean Davis Show.
1: Dean Davis and Bulls senior writer for the Athletic Shot joining us right now. Donnell Mayberry, you can always follow him at Donnell Mayberry. Mayberry is joining us. Sorry, Donnell, you know I'm an idiot. How you doing, bro? I'm good. How y'all doing? Doing good, man. Listen, I've really been enjoying your writing. Not to say I have enjoyed it in the past, but I've been enjoying you kind of bring us Bulls fan the reason. By, for, for instance, the article about the draft scenario, as far as that Gar Packs really has done a really adequate, we're better than adequate, a good job when it comes to drafting, depending on the position that they're in. My only thought or blowback to you is this. What about sometimes, and I guess you can say this happened with the Aldridge-Tyrus Thomas incident, I'll call it an incident, What about sometimes making moves in the draft? And I know that packs can be active, but sometimes shaking it up. Uh, You said you talked to a lot of GMs, and they 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 were right to say that give the Bulls kudos for the amount of the, the, the the quality of players they got at the position. But what about sometimes going out there and and shaking up the apple cart and maybe trading a pick or a player to move up or trading a pick to to bring in a bigger player? Is there is there any issue with the Bulls not being daring enough?
4: No, I mean, I think they've they've been active. Um, You know, if if that's the criticism, I think people then criticize them for when they are active, what they do. And and I'm not, by any means, trying to defend them. Don't get me wrong. Um, But, you know, two years ago, they made the Jimmy Butler deal. uh, and They moved up in the draft doing that, and everybody killed them. So, uh, you know, I I just think, like you said, it it is two ways of looking at these things. And I think it's fans. Uh, of the game and fans of the Bulls uh specifically, I think you know just probably lose perspective a lot of times, and because it has been so long since they, you know, really competed for a championship, and rightfully so. You know, I, I understand the frustration, but I do think that they've drafted well, and if you give them credit for anything, I think that's where you have to give them credit. Have they been perfect? Not by any means, but uh, you know, everybody misses occasionally, and, and they certainly had their misses, but. And you know, I think, by and large, they've done a good job in the draft.
1: Listen, you, you had a great article yesterday, uh, and you set the parameters using the uh, Dallas, uh, Doncic, and Trey Young uh, Atlanta trade last year in the draft, which brought back an extra pick for Atlanta by moving down and letting Dallas move up or make, selecting Doncic for uh, Dallas. Let me ask you if the Bulls did that, and you were saying in the article as far as perhaps going up to get Garland, and I know you already mentioned it, but just for our listeners, is there really any worth in it since looking at Garland or Kobe White, but it seems like it's Garland. I think we're all pretty sure right now, not to say it can't happen, that he probably won't be Trey Young and especially not Doncic going in the future. Or would you make that move? Let me put it that way. Would you move up to get Garland and give up a pick next year knowing the Bulls may be bad in the lottery? And also since the draft isn't as weighted, you can be 14th and maybe get into the top three or four.
4: I mean, I think I wouldn't if, if I was making the decision. That's a lot to give up for a guy uh, who's played five college games and really hadn't seen a, a large body of work from him. So that would be a lot to, to ask if, if, uh, if I was making that decision. I, I, I couldn't give up a future first-round pick for for a guy who's really a mystery man, unknown. So uh, by all accounts, people say he can play. You know, people who've seen him in high school, people who've seen him. Uh, you know, um summer basketball uh activities. They all say he can fight. And maybe he is a, a Damian Lillard type. That's some comparison to kinda of happy man who, um you know, maybe he is, but I just wouldn't give a, get up to keep the from standing and this year, gonna go get
2: him. What what are you looking for as far as the development when it comes to Laurie Mark and Zach Levine? What am I looking for in his development? Yeah, what are you looking for going into the next season? What are you looking for from them guys?
4: You know, I want to see him be more aggressive offensively. I want to see him be able to create his own shot more consistently. Um, if he does, just does that and that alone, I think he's going to turn into a, a really, really good player in his third season. But um, there are too many times where he just kind of coasts out there and you don't really feel his presence or, or his, uh, his ability. And I think he lets teams off the hook. And as he grows, uh, I think that's going to be a, a critical component for him. Just learning how to be aggressive and command the ball, command the double team and, and make a play you know, for himself or for someone else.
2: And what about Zach? I mean, we know he could put the ball in the in basket, but I mean, he has to develop his game a little bit more. But what do you expect to see from him next year?
4: Just more consistency. You know, he had, I thought he had a really good year, uh, last year, quietly. He got off to the great start and kind of, uh, made a, made a little man for himself with what he was doing, scoring the ball. But, um, you know, I think as the Bulls started losing, people lost sight of, uh, the, the season exactly was happening. So I thought he had a really good year. Uh, but, you know, just more overall consistency in all areas, offensively and, and obviously defensively is what everybody kills him on. But, uh, you know, I, I saw him trying and I'd like to, con- him continue to put forth that effort. If he does that, I think you know he's
2: gonna be really good too. D and Davis show on the line was right now, Darnell Mayberry of the Athletic. Uh make sure y'all follow t- uh, Darnell on Twitter at Darnell Mayberry. Uh one guy you're talking about effort man he seemed to I mean at least everybody wanted him to show the effort last season and he just kind of didn't and he kind of fell to the wayside and that's Chris Dunn. Man, what 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 is his future with this team? Is it is it a, a possible throw in with a bag of balls of trade or, I mean, what's going on with this dude? Is he going to be a bull for uh, the foreseeable future or, I mean, what's happening with him?
4: Yeah, I think his days are numbered. Um, you know, the way I, I recently wrote an article kind of laying it out, the way that the the bulls have come out and just pointed a lot of the blame on Chris Dunn for what happened last year or, or where they are. Maybe not what happened last year, but, uh, you know, how they see, the core that they have in place and where they're going for sure. And, uh, a lot of it is, is warranted. Chris didn't have a great season last year, but, you know, to point so much of it at him, I thought that was unfair. And I pointed that out. And, um, you know, I just think he, he, for whatever reason, struggled adapting, um, in his third season coming in. He thought he was going to play under Fred Hoiberg. He came in and, and, you know, after, Couple of weeks, about a month and a half into the season, they fire Fred or, or moved to Jim Boylan. And it's interesting because Ryan Archidiakono's numbers, and I know, you know, we don't think about him as, you know, a, a long term player here, but, um, his numbers suffered, too. You know, he was playing well, and his numbers took a hit. He was still giving you, like, those hustle plays and things like that, but his numbers actually took a hit, just like Chris Dunn. So whatever Jim Boylan did with the system, uh, maybe that had an impact on the point guards. And, and either one of those guys, for their credit, wanted to throw their coach under the bus, but, you know, it, it was clear that it had a negative impact in some regards.
1: Darnell, sticking with Chris Dunn, last year the management seemed kind of upset that he wasn't an advocate consider enough. Has he been there this offseason?
4: From what I've been told, he has not been. Um, And I don't blame him at this point. Um, And that goes back to that piece I wrote, you know, when you've got uh, the, the, the vice president of the team coming out and just continuously throwing him under the bus saying that they're good at Two through five, but then, you know, how's your starting point guard supposed to feel about that? And then this is coming after last summer, where, you know, someone I guess leaked it to the Sun Times that, um, you know, they weren't happy with his work ethic, or, you know, they came out and, and disputed that report. But, you know, it was just all these these different little rumblings about Chris, and, you know, I, if if I'm him, I, I would take exception to it. You know, if my boss came out and said we good with everybody over here, but, you know, you pick it up, you know, publicly like they've been doing to him uh, for for two years now. So, I haven't heard that he's been in the building and that does not surprise me.
1: Darnell, if your boss did that to you, man, we'd be mad at the athletic, brother.
4: Just publicly, though, man, that's the the problem. Like, if you say it once, okay, we got it. But then you just keep it going. That's what I thought. Maybe they crossed the line a little bit.
1: Look, getting back to the draft. Um, Look, looking at this Bulls team and a type of point guard, if they end up going with position over best player available, if you had your druthers, would you go with Garland, a guy that's a, a great off the dribble shooter, or would you go with maybe a pace guy with white when we're talking about the rest of the players in that starting rotation in the team?
4: You know, it's, it's really tough for me to say, cause I didn't get to see those guys. Like I said, Garland, I, I never saw, um, you know, all you can do is really study tape on him from what he did early and, and back, you know, in his, as, uh, prep days. But, um, White, um, you know, I, my question about him, and I didn't get to see him a ton, um, but my biggest question is, can he create for, for others? You know, he got some scores on this team. not saying that they don't need others, but, you know, with Zach, uh, with Laurie, with, with, uh, Otto, you got guys who can score. Um, can this point guard come in here and, and get other, others involved and make plays? Uh, and set up the team, so uh, that's my biggest question on Kobe. Everybody knows he can score.
1: Dan Davis on the line right now, Donnell Mayberry. Uh, follow him at Donnell Mayberry. Donnell. In free agency, if the Bulls are going to go out and perhaps get a big, but we know they they've talked and and maybe they're going to get a point guard. Which point guard would you prefer? And which point guard do you think, depending on how large his signing in the long term, the Bulls will look at it or Bulls fans as a mistake? was the second part which one would be a mistake which one financially like in the, like for instance like i'll give you an example i kind of feel like yeah it'd be cool to have malcolm brogdon but if we were like in year three especially if the other players maybe get good we would be like man that damn brogdon contract so is there is there a player out there out of the free agents do you think in the long term that will be kind of like man even though we know why they did it we wish they hadn't done it along with which uh, uh point guard would you perhaps go after or free agent would you go after this off season?
4: Uh, Patrick Beverly would be at the top of my list. Uh, cause I think he's probably of the guys who are out there. I think he's probably financially, uh, your best bet. Um, and we all know what he does on the floor, what he brings, how hard he plays. Um, so I think he fits really well, maybe not long-term, but, um, you know, you're not, you're not hurting yourself and, um, uh, putting yourself behind an eight ball down the line, finding, you know, someone to a long-term contract like you're talking about and then it being a mistake but it's funny the, the example you pointed to because I actually think Rogan would be perfect for him um, if they could get him and if if Milwaukee would let him walk I don't think Milwaukee would let him walk but that guy does so many things well and um, I think his future is bright because he brings it on both ends of the floor
2: Darnell what kind of season do you think the Bulls fans are expecting next year or should expect next year
4: I don't know what they should expect, but I think that whatever they do expect, I think that the Bulls will probably be better than expectations, slightly, slightly.
2: So we thinking like maybe a five game jump, possibly ten game jump in the win the win column.
4: So I'm a little think bit about more it like optimistic. that.
2: We talking about maybe more development, or we talking about wins.
4: And yeah, I'm, I'm still a little bit more optimistic, uh, probably than most, um, just because I don't think they were as bad last year as they showed, um, in terms of wins and losses. You know, they had a lot of injuries. They had the coaching changes, There's just a lot going on, um, trades, that sort of thing. Um, so I think, you know, if they, if they didn't get help, hurt at all that last year, I think maybe they're thirty five 30, 35 wins, 33 to 35 wins in last year. So, I'm using that as my, like, background. Um, and, and I don't know if that's right or wrong, but that's how I see this team. I think they got a lot of talent. Um, and I do think that they are kind of stacked from a starting, st- starting lineup standpoint, two through five. Um, I can say that. It's just one thing for John Paxson to keep coming out and saying it. Um, uh, but, but, uh, they do need a point guard. We know that. Um, um, so, so I mean, I think, like, Forty wins wouldn't surprise me. You know that might sound crazy, but I think a seventeen. What what, what they win? Twenty-two last year. An eighteen-game jump that wouldn't surprise me. You
2: heard it right. Oh. there. Wow. You heard it. That would be a huge jump. All right. So, what's out the crystal ball, man. What do you think the Bulls are going to do with that number seven pick Thursday night?
4: Uh, I think they stand pat. I think they, um, I think they show some restraint and and avoid giving up future assets to try to move up. Um I think they probably see some players there would be there at 7 that they like. I don't know who that person is. Um I would like to see Jerry Cobra fall fall to him at seven. I think that would be a dream scenario for him. Um but I don't know if that's gonna happen. But how would y'all feel if they went around
1: Cam Reddish? Man oh, I knew Cam was coming. <laughs> it, it would be a situation where I would hope, like, when you look at Cam Reddish, one. Of, if you want to be a fan of his, you can say going into a situation where in high school he was the man and becoming the third option, perhaps he wasn't built for that. Like, everyone can't necessarily be built for that. I'm sure usage-wise he was used to getting the ball a lot more. But overall still – Man, it'll be, it would be like, man, it's another Bulls pick. And I mean, I would hope he would succeed, but just still, it'll feel like, man, when it's a setup, I, I, that's how I would feel.
4: I, I, I appreciate that early reaction because this story is actually posted on the Athletic in the morning. So, um, you know, on uh, Wednesday morning, it's going to be posted. That's what I'm writing. It. I think they're going to come and like, take Karen Reddish. I, I, that's not, you know, inside info or anything. That's just my. That's just my that's just my my take. I think that the young man is talented and you know, that he does have his warts, he's got his, his flaws, but um, you know, pound for pound, pound for pound, I mean, that guy he can hold his own from a skill standpoint with anybody in this draft, um, probably outside of Zion. But um I wouldn't be surprised, man. I mean, there's a lot that they don't like about him. I would I, obviously everybody has a lot that they don't like about him, but there is some stuff to like about him.
1: Look, let me ask you this, because I got some other stuff nationally I want to ask you. But look, real quick. So you're saying I know you just said Culver you would take. I, th- I think you're saying you would take him over Reddish. But let me say this: if Hunter was there and not the Bulls, you would you take Hunter over Reddish? If you had to make that decision.
4: Yes, I would, because I think I think one's just more NBA ready and. I don't think you worry as much about one being a bust, frankly. You know, I think that's the, the biggest fear on Cam Reddish, right? Everybody thinks he's, you know, he doesn't have a heart, he doesn't have a desire, kind of which he will. But I just think a lot of people are fearful that he's going to get to the league and, and just kind of kick back and, and not push himself to be as great as he can be.
1: You got your ear to the league. Is Are there any draft shake-ups or free agent signings that we haven't heard about that in the coming week or two that people will see that you may already have an inkling that's coming down the line?
4: No, I think, you know, watch out for the – I mean, I I'm not saying this is, like, going to happen, but, you know, a team that I look at, um, you know, obviously the Clippers um, – you know, going after some big names but I do think some people are going to sign there I can't say who, I don't know who but um, you know, I do think the Clippers are going to be a major player and I think people are going to sign there
1: Last Bulls question real quick You, I was going to ask you this you're around the team and looking at Boylan going into this year, does it seem like the team is 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 gelling and really behind him and they expect something better? But you kind of answered that when you said the Bulls will win 40 games. I take it that there must be some good chemistry going on in the Advocate Center right now.
4: I mean, they, they've got it, – it's bigger than that to me. They, they've got the talent, man. Zach Lazine is a 25-point-per-game score in this league. Larry Markman was a 20-point-per-game score in this league. I don't think it might be better than we all thought when they made that trade – uh, and Wendell Carter Jr. I'm really, really high on. You got some people out there who think he's the best piece that they have, uh, ahead of Market and ahead of Levine. So, um, it, I, I'm just really high on the talent that they have in place. Whether they can put it together or not, that is what, you know, that's where I, I, I get off the boat. But, um, they got the pieces. They got some pieces, man. They got some horses. <laughs>
2: Hey, Darnell, last one for me, going national a little bit, and you brought up the Clippers. What do you think Kawhi is going to do? Do you think he's going to stay in Toronto, or is he heading to the L.A.s with the, with the Clippers?
4: I think he goes home. I think he goes to the Clippers, man. I, You know, this this Lakers stuff that they're talking about, I think it's, I mean, after KD made his move, I'm, I'm not sure. You know, that could have opened the, the floodgates. Who knows what these guys are going to do at this point. But I'd be surprised if he tried to join LeBron And Anthony Davis out there in L.A., I think he's probably going to want to do his thing. And and I see him joining the Clippers. If, you know, I mean, they just had the parade on Monday, so maybe maybe on that face is But I think the guy just wants to go home. So that's my guess.
2: All right. All right, Darnell. Hey, man, thanks for hopping on with us, man. Can't talk to you. Can't wait to talk to you down the line. All right, guys. All right, easy in the Walmart streets. All right, Donnell Mayberry of The Athletic. Make sure you follow Donnell on Twitter at Donnell Mayberry. So I had an inkling, I had a feeling that he was going to say Cam Reddish. Mm -mm. I had a feeling that he was going to say it. And looking at the history of the Bulls, Otto Porter, too. Yeah, you listen. But it took Otto Porter
1: like four years to to finally get it, though. Yeah, and guess what? He's on the Bulls now. Yeah, but the problem, is <laughs> he's overpriced. A good player, yeah. A good, but he's way overpriced. And basically, we're going to be getting uh, first. First of all, we're going to overpay for Cam Reddish when he hits the market, and then we're going to end up moving him for some type of Jabari Parker type of player in the future.
2: Also, he's going to be a three, right? Yeah. Definitely. So I mean, it just seems like they're just so. Uh, I guess they're not that long jam. They can go ahead and start Ottawa and just bring Cam Cam off the bench, and that'll be fine. Bowl I'm, bowl. No, don't, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that now. I wouldn't do that now. Uh, with the high uh,
1: fat percentage, body fat percentage. I can definitely I can definitely 7 foot 4 man.
2: <laughs> I can definitely <laughs> like see them taking 20% like what? 24% uh, fat. It's body fat. It's like I mean, more, more cushion for the old tall head. brittle bones. You are not your father. <laughs> no, he's not. But um, no, I can definitely see them drafting Cam. Is it is it out of anybody's realm of possibility that that's going to happen? No, because I don't
1: think it's going to happen. You know why? You think it's going to go before that? No, hell to the no. Okay. Well, <laughs> no. What I think is going to happen is the question is going to be the Pelicans because if the Pelicans don't move that pick, and I don't get like some of the stuff I see. It throws your equations of what a all-star player's value is when you see some of the deals. Because I've seen uh Bill be mentioned perhaps going to the Pelicans. And I'm thinking, like, so then if you keep, if they bring in Bill, would they keep holiday? How are they looking at that type of situation? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, I mean that's what I'm saying. So, but still, I'm just I'm just I'm looking at and again, Washington's desperate, so I could see them getting plucked in a deal where they're just mm-hmm. looking at the value even though to be honest with you man you have to give me more than the fourth pick in this draft for bill yeah you know what I'm saying? yeah yeah I I bet again you. they still have those you. lakers picks in the future mm-hmm. that they're that, that that uh griffin is using to entice these teams but this is what i'm trying to say depending on who trades up if someone trades up to get from the pelicans pick There's a chance the Bulls could stay pat and get Kobe, at least Kobe White. Like a lot out of, you think he's going to fall past Phoenix? Out of seven mock drafts that I've seen, only one and a half really and really one didn't have the Bulls being able to get Kobe White because the thing is, I'm
2: pretty, I'm kind of shocked about it.
1: Is it all because of, it's because Garland doesn't get drafted as high as where people think he gets drafted and Phoenix ends up taking him in a lot. Cause the thing is, if the Ooh. Pelicans hold on to that pick, they
2: don't need a point guard. They don't. They don't need a point guard.
1: There's point guard strapped.
2: Yeah, right they're now. good. They're fine. So if you're saying. The question is, do we even keep Lonzo? I don't think they are remove no, Lonzo.
1: Because no. I think Alan Gentry wants the pace. He loves to run. That was his. That, that's one of his big things. He mm-hmm. loves. So I think I, I think he looks at Alonzo and is like I'm gonna get the pace that I want. Yeah, I'm gonna get some out of it. I got the rest up. of these guys to kind of cover up his defense as well. Big defense, long body. I got these, yes, he doesn't need yes. to shoot with what we're doing. Exactly. As long as he can knock down an open J. Mm-hmm. He. We don't really need him to shoot. I got Holiday right now. Depending on if he stays mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. I got Zion. You mm-hmm. know that Ingram needs shots. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. So you got you got a ton of guys already there. You don't need it. But this is again. If depending on who makes that pick or if the Pelicans stay pat, the Bulls can come out of here with one of those point guards. And if you get one of them at seven, you listen, I hate to say it. Seven, seven, seven. They made out out of, out of maybe not losing as much as you should have. And some people will bring up chemistry and work ethic and stuff like that. But still, if they can get, and I'm not saying these players are going to be some great players. I mean, clearly right now, it seems like Darius Garland is the one out of the two that you would prefer because in this NBA, he can shoot. And there's no question, it seems like – not to say that he's a facilitator, that he's a point guard, and there's still the question about Kobe White being a combo guard, and and as you just heard from Darnell, is he a guy that can facilitate? You know, like, And I think that's a question really for both of them. Mm -hmm. But then again – And these are young players too. But how many – it would be nice for the Bulls to have a point guard that's a facilitator, but really how often will he get to necessarily do that with Zach Levine in that back? I think –
2: that's a good point. But I think it comes down to A – what Darnell was saying about he's thinking that they can jump up to forty wins. That and that kind of led into your point of them uh, ring being uh, being behind. Um, They're um, going to be ten I'm wins better. Up.
1: You think so? No. At least, yeah. I mean, because you know, last year I was higher on them, but they got hurt. I mean, dude, they they talent wise, and it's not. Would you say no? Go ahead. Go ahead. Talent wise. You like you can't get mad at the players the Bulls selected where they selected them. Oh no, they Laurie had no the choice. Laurie, but Larry yeah. Markin
2: and they got pretty they lucky. They could have been, not not lucky, been
1: they... a team that's so them or them that was dumb enough not to take yeah, him. Yeah. There, yeah. All right, yeah. um, Wendell Carter. Who Darnell likes? Yeah. Who, no, I'm saying who they who the uh, Bulls like. The Bulls like him win. a lot. We have and see because there's a chance that he's – I don't think he'll ever be able to handle the ball like the comp that he's been used. But the other is, uh, facets of his game, and I'm talking about Al Horford, there's a chance he could be a closer it's player. Possible. It's and I possible. Say, which is why he said that perhaps yeah. he could be the best player right. out of them because right. defense, rebounding, and the guy that can shoot. Yeah. Switch off on everybody? Yeah. He can switch off on everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, talent-wise – if they get if they get a guard to go back
2: there, and and they stay healthy and again, since they stay healthy, it's also dependent on if Boylan can develop this young guy with these other young guys. Yeah, that's the true. that's a big it's part. Can he develop true. them? Now Darnell was saying like, hey, we think maybe like you will go point up. Guards is a problem with him is his development with the point guards.
1: But, but well, but that's Chris Dunn. I, I, Archie true. I don't care for. True, because his true. name is Archie. Diaz. It
2: was kind of interesting. I didn't know his numbers fell fell as well. So, but if I you mean, really but, think
1: about it during the season. You did see. You, you, at the beginning of the year, it was like, damn, this shorty is really balling out. But I don't think we paid as much attention to it. Mm-hmm. But through the rest of the year, you didn't hear that, but as much of this diacono talk and the amount it of was, he was getting. It was fluctuation. It was so,
2: yeah, it was so much fluctuation when it came to the point guard position. So, yeah, neither one of them played that well. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at NBA draft net, NBA uh, draft dot net. And, uh, this is from the 18th, which is today, right? Right. Okay. So you have. And, and listen, this is probably not going to stay, but they have, obviously, John Moran going to the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay, we got that. Uh, they have uh, Darius Garland going to the Pelicans. As we said before, Pelicans are pretty point guard heavy. But they may just want to shoot him. They might want to shoot him. And also, too, they might end up moving uh, Lonzo. Who knows what they can get for Holiday? they they gonna screw us and give us Alonso. Awesome. <laughs> hey, maybe the Bulls. We got garlic. What, what, Guess
1: which, which one's better?
2: Okay, you take this one. De- depending on what they want, maybe the Bulls can inquire about Holiday. I don't know. Then you do have uh, Cleveland, which I don't think it would, I don't think this is gonna happen. But they have Cleveland taking Cody White. But see, I can
1: see. I see. I think the Cleveland fit would be no. I think it would be Garland because you're talking about a shooter, and that's not a strong suit of Colin Sexton right now. Mm-hmm. But Cody White gives you the size. Yeah, that you having a point guard. But they kind of they play the same. They play yeah, the game the same, same way, way. Right is what I'm saying. Like you would have two driving to the whole speed kind of speed merchants driving to the whole guys. Sexton's probably a better defender right now. Um. So but when you look at if you put Sexton and Garland, it would be I guess you could say it'd be something similar and not to say they'd be the same prototype of uh, McCollum with with Damien Damian Lillard. Like if you you just have some scores back there. But when you look at Garland, it'll fit with Sexton because Garland wouldn't necessarily need the ball to get into the lane. He'd be he'd be spacing the floor, allowing Sexton to get into the lane more.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I would be shocked if either one of them are still around at seven. I wouldn't. i would be, be kind of shocked by that because, because you look at Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Phoenix needs a point guard. So who else needs a point guard. Well, well, hell, we thought it was going to be New Orleans, but that changed. But that's just because you're on that one point. Yeah, no, 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 no. I thought they were, probably would look for something, but yeah. that that Anthony Phoenix, Davis trade kind of changed a lot. Phoenix
1: is the, Phoenix is a team that yeah. needs a point guard. Yeah, all right.
2: Like and We it, already know
1: Memphis is taking job. It helps. It helps with the Pelicans having that pick rather than the Lakers because the Lakers probably would have went with Garland because they want to put shooters around LeBron. Right. All right. Right. So they probably would have went with Garland and put a shooter around LeBron. That Davis trade changed a lot. Yeah, so now the only team with the glaring need of point guard would be Phoenix. Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And then it would be the type of guard. And they're a pick right before the Bulls at number six. The type of guard they would desire. It seems like they're leaning to Garland, but when you already got a Mm -hmm. a high-usage player that they already have in Booker, do you need another guy that needs the ball in his hand to score? Do you want someone to speed up the pace so that everyone else can score a little bit faster and easier? Are you sold on Kobe White? I'm not sold on either one of those point guards. I'm not either. There's only two players in this draft to be sold on, and, and even in being sold on them, there's levels to the soldability. I mean, you're talking about Zion. If Zion doesn't get hurt, he should be a star. Mm -hmm. With Ja, probably a generational star. Yeah, probably. Probably. We'll see. Because, I mean, again, if he's not hurt, he should be generational. But with with John Morant, you're looking at the fact that he, he's slight, but then in this league they don't hit you as hard as they did when we were kids, mm-hmm. but still mm-hmm. he's slight, and how is he going to be able to use that speed in the lane? Will it translate as it did in, in college? But outside of those two, I mean, I think R J is going to be good, but I think RJ's usage is going to be crazy. It's like as far as efficiency, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to be getting that from RJ. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, R J score. But go ahead, Ron, You got something to say?
0: I just had a question about uh, the Knicks and how you bring them up. Are they the team that kind of matters the most for the Bulls and what they do at seven? Because the reports are that they might be going after Garland at three instead of R.J. Barrett. And does that change? That changes a lot.
2: Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I think the Knicks, their number three pick does, because really, we know who one and two is. So if they come up and they take Garland at number, at number three. It's like, OK, but they're not. That's I'm just saying, smoke. if that if, if that's so if that scenario happens, yeah. we don't know what the Knicks do it's We smoke. don't we don't know what the Knicks. No, I know RJ is it's trying to smoke. go out there and say that, hey, smoke. hey, hey, smoke. I want to be there. They're
1: doing it because what they're trying to do is see if they can so if people are talking to the Pelicans, the Knicks are like, hold up, we got the third pick. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we can do. get. That's yeah. what the Knicks Oh, do. oh yeah, yeah, so so you gotta do your due diligence. If, and they with know that. they also know, like how many teams right now, when we're hearing about teams players of uh, teams moving up in the draft, who are they going for? Here's Garland. Yeah, you yes. don't hear anybody like I'm going for R.J. Barrett. Right. All you hear this last couple of days is Darius Garland, Darius Garland, Darius Garland.
2: He so was already Knicks. picked to go to the, number four to the Lakers. probably. The
1: Knicks are already so the Knicks are like the Knicks are going to take R.J. I would say the Knicks are going to take R.J. Now you guys can get on me tomorrow if they don't. But what they're doing is finding out as they should do. Can we get a lot of picks? Can we get a Doncic situation? Because depending on what happens, Ooh. we can sit here and be in it. But that's what that's what will happen. Ooh. You have to promise them, Oh,
2: you got to give me a lot for number you're three. you're going to number three, you got to give me a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Because isn't that where that, that wasn't they went from five to three last year, right? Dallas? Uh, yeah, Dallas went from Atlanta. five that, from five Atlanta traded down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They mm-hmm. went from five yeah, to three. Yeah. And they got a yep. first-round pick yep. for yep. that.
0: What about the Atlanta Hawks rumors that they're trying to get to number four? Does that change things for the Bulls?
1: I don't think they would take a point.
0: Yeah, though. but who would they, who would they
1: want a number now, four? Now, I think then? they would want R.J., I think they would love. They even want if they're going. They want Hunter. I Hunter. Think. I was gonna say Hunter. Hunter. But see, if they, if they can sit there and run, because they're gonna be running down there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they're gonna be. So there's gonna be points enough because they're gonna, the best way to use Trey Young is to go. You don't want. This kid's slow in the half court. I just say that you can't, but you want to go and take advantage of the fact that he's a quick little dude out there. So I, I think they, regardless, when it comes, to, if you're asking the question, is it going to affect the Bulls point guard wise? I don't think so. That's only if they take Garland. I don't, but again, I'll tell you this: I think they would take Garland because. Cool. It, if, if, if they were going to take a point guard. The Knicks? Or yeah. the, yes. Just because I think most of these people look at the fact that he can shoot in this league. I mean, I don't think they would do it, but again, this is the excuses. Hey, if we got two shooters back there, we'll worry mm-hmm. about the rest later. Or we got mini, Vinny coming off the bench, microwave, mm-hmm. basically. But I, when you look at
2: these teams moving up, it doesn't seem like anyone's doing it for, for White. If, if Garland if Garland does go and if, it, if this happens with the Knicks, White is gone. He's not going to get past Phoenix. I don't think it's a chance. It's a goal. That's true. true, It's not even a chance. So it goes back to the point of okay, you're the Bulls, and the number one target that you want to address in the draft and in free agency, it goes back to the point guard. What do you do? You go through free agency. Yeah, you got to go through. And and then. You probably should do that anyway. I th- listen honestly I would yeah. it all depends on how much they talking about spending that's what now sense. they have what 20 million to spend and looking at what's happening what stretch out Felicia yeah exactly so let's just say they have 20 million to spend you have Kimba out there you have Kyrie out there Kimba's not coming And I don't think Kyrie is coming who's another big time point guard is available right now is the, it just them two?
1: The, yeah, big time. Emphasis yeah. on the word big time. Yeah,
2: exactly, and that, and that's my whole. But point. I wouldn't. Oh, Patrick Beverly. Do you want to try to give no, Patrick Beverly nothing. to come back home? I mean, no, 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 I'm not saying that he is, but I he's another he's point the guard best out case there. case
1: Scenario because I think Patrick Beverly, if he signs like a three-year deal with the Bulls, wouldn't be mad. If the point guard they they draft this year starts to pass him up again, the kid, he would be under him in two years, and he'll be home. Mm-hmm. I think if you sign uh, Malcolm Brogdon, he's going to expect to start Brogdon, majority yeah. of that contract. Every as players, he should, as he should. Yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah. not. But again, you're looking at the value of, and not to say he shouldn't, but you're looking at the value of trying to develop this point guard so that hopefully in the future he's either your point guard, your starting point guard, or you can get an asset from him for another team. Mm-hmm.
0: One more uh, situation now. I don't know if this is likely at all, but Memphis is going to draft Ja Morant, which leaves Mike Connolly available.
1: No. Any
0: chance the Bulls make a Let move Boston for that?
1: Have him. I don't. I don't. You got to trade for him, right? Yeah. How how long is that deal? Thirty. He has what two? Uh, about a year or two left over. Yeah,
0: I would think max two years. Yeah, max
1: two years on that deal. But I mean, think about how much money he get. He was the highest paid NBA player three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know how much money he's going to be. He's not going to be looking, not to say he's going to get the same the same amount, but he's not going to look to decrease that much, especially if he's in a losing situation or a team that's not contending. Uh, no, I, I like, I love what Conley's done with for himself uh, coming out of Ohio State. But, uh, I don't want the bulls to go into that situation because I I feel like, and this is, this is cutting off your nose to spite your face. I think they feel like they'd be ready made. To kind of move up and it'll be false ready maintenance. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, it was not legit. It's not It'll real. be like Rondo, Wade, and Butler. It's
2: like, oh yeah, no, be y'all better. should go ahead and it'd break be this down, than, but it would be, one
1: one be better than that. No, no, no. I'm saying, I, that, I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, it'd yeah, be, yeah, yeah. be better. But again,
0: but to, to add that to that, that was false th- hope. To add to How can you be better than three alphas? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but to add to your point, why, another thing, what you're saying to go with those players, it doesn't fit in your timeline. On when this team should be ready to do something. And then let's let, we gotta say this. Mike conley has been really hurt. Like, you don't yeah, wanna yes. get like the especially for a team that's that's your excuse with me, guys always injured. Right. You don't wanna be like, let's bring in someone who's injury pro. Like you have to kind of stay away from that. Yes. You are not Phoenix, you're not, um, you're not the Raptors. You're not what Golden State seemed like they was, and I'm talking about teams that medical staffs are are bandied about and talked about. Phoenix that's back not, in the day. Yeah. That's not the Bulls. The Bulls medical staff is like, watch them in Memphis. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, I, I definitely think I, I definitely think that's something that you don't want to do. You want you don't want to trade picks for Michael for Mike Connolly. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Nah. I wouldn't do. I wouldn't trade assets, future assets, for Mike Connolly. Not unless I was right like, knocking on the door of a championship and they're not there right there. And I don't think
1: that, this is another thing. If you if you sign him, I mean. Mike Conley in Mike Conley in another year, teams if he stays healthy, teams are gonna be looking to sign him that are close that may be closer than us because there's gonna be a lot of teams holding cash from this offseason because KD like losing KD chops away a lot of the depth. And I know that's just one player. But you lose, it's losing KD and Kawhi stand where, or moving. There's, there's going to be teams like holding cash. Like, what am I going to do with this cash? Mm-hmm. And they may not sit there and use it this offseason, but they may sit there next offseason and be like, all right, we're waiting to see who's out here, depending on what takes place. And he may be the players out there. You may have made this trade. Now you're not going to get anything back mm-hmm. for Mike Conley because does he want to stay with the team that's not going to be contending? And he looks at Marcus
2: all his buddy. He's got a ring. Yeah, he's drinking a bottle of wine out there. With he was him. supposed to be in that trade, and they told him, no, no, we don't want you, Michael Conley. Yeah, I don't know. I, listen, I don't
1: think they may, they may not have wanted if he. And I'm not. I, if, but he was. They, didn't they I say he was part of that trade? Better train? point guard. What they wanted to trade yeah, him. Yeah, now he was. Yeah. I think he's better than Kyle Lowry, but I don't think he may have made the moments that Lowry did when he overcame whatever it was that was mm-hmm. him holding him back in the
2: past. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's a lot of scenarios that can definitely happen with the Bulls. I don't know what's going to happen with number seven. I can see if Ken is. I hope Ken is right. Maybe Kobe White can fall to them. Maybe maybe Garland can fall to them. I have no idea, but I can definitely see with the number seven pick from Duke, ah. Cam Reddish. I
1: can't, I mean, you know,
2: <laughs> you're right. You're definitely right. There's nothing I can like, totally
1: see. it. I mean, I think we've all had that throughout yeah. the year in you our mind,
2: it. like they yeah. Cam. And, and the kid's are, he's a good player. He is a good player. He is a good oh, player. Questions about Shuddy's heart.
1: And that's the last yeah. thing. That's the last thing I really want right now.
2: John <laughs> Pax is going to be hemming him up in the uh, Advocate Center.
1: That boy smacked the hell out of John Pax. Paxson. John Pax is... on going to win the card. Oh. Wait a
2: minute. Hold on. Give me your time. Hold tie. on. Hold on. <laughs> card. Hold on, everybody. Let's be friends. Uh, real, you know what? Yeah.
1: I got a question, but I'll save it for you guys. You sure? Yeah, we'll save it. Okay. All right. On the other side of this break, we're going to close out the show. Dean Davis. What's up, Chicago? This is Chris Sosa from Red Eye,
2: and you're listening to the D and Davis Show. D and Davis Show. Hey, it's gonna get ready to close up shop right here. But you know, hey, we still got some more topics to talk about. Uh, what dropped today? I think it was kind of a surprise. I know it was a surprise to me. Uh, Chris Paul and James Harden was like bump you, no bump you. You need to go. Why was that a surprise to you? Because I didn't, I didn't.
1: That's what like. I think we said when this when he when Chris what, Paul was went a, there, it wasn't a surprise to you. Hell no!
2: That, but but listen, Chris Paul went there, we didn't think it was going. to Listen, wait a minute, hold on, on. a yeah, minute. so me. so what came out today was CP three. Chris Paul went to front the front office and hey, listen, Murray, yeah, I want out. Mm-hmm. James Harden was like him or me get him the hell out. <laughs> I mean, I I, I, prob- I think a lot of people probably saw based upon, like, you know what I'm saying, they couldn't get past Golden State, like, yeah, that's not the best thing and they're not, they're not able to kind of do what they need to do to get past that. But I didn't think I ain't. I didn't see oh, this beef like this. Damn. Behind the scenes beef? I didn't
1: when see this. Chris Paul went there We all thought it wouldn't work, one, because at that point, James Harden, who he basically did continue that, had switched over to play point guard. So he had been playing point. Remember, that's why he was getting all that. So it was like, damn, how are they going to actually figure it out? They actually did. They figured it out. But we also talked about how Chris Paul... It grinds people, and then how would that work with the laissez-faire attitude of James Hart? No, this was supposed to happen. Oh, I didn't see this. this was one. By, in, by no means was I shocked on this. I'm just, I'm listen. I'm surprised it lasted two years before we started hearing. <laughs> how, now again? Uh, the first year benefits them because they took the champs to Game Seven, right? So that's going to knock down and tamper all of the stuff compared to this year, <laughs> compared to last year with with, with uh, Durant going down. They were supposed to win, and they had to really look at each other in the face and. Like it ain't gonna work between me and you. Paul allegedly wants to coach up Harden, and Harden's basically telling Paul, "You can't beat your man. Shut up and watch." And that was go like, no, you you not healthy. This was going to happen. It ain't no surprise at all. But I'm just yeah, talking you about the, the
0: two year grace period of Chris Paul, right before it all turns to hell. That's true. Mm-hmm. But Happened I'm, I'm talking about how from the from the reports of
2: how contentious
1: it Chris was. Paul, <laughs> Chris Paul, dude he's one of the most disliked players and he's one of the most disliked good players in the NBA
0: Your players union president
1: yes because he's maniacal and he's advantageous all right like Chris so he's you're, an, you're an evil bonds villain that every place we've heard Chris Paul's been like this mug
2: here hell. hell
1: no I'm not
2: surprised so looking at Chris Paul's contract uh coming going to next year There's 38 left 138.5 2021 41.3. The next one's a player option that obviously he's probably going to take. You he think he's not? 44.2. He ain't going to leave 44 on the table.
1: Is my he not. behind
0: Mello on the banana boat?
2: Hell no. Or does he get the last spot?
1: Oh, uh, in my banana boat. Mm, That's a good question. My banana boat, he's ahead that of That should
0: have been an up for grabs question.
1: <laughs> my banana boat, he's ahead of Melo.
0: Bonus up for grabs, right? He's here. ahead of Melo on my banana boat.
1: Because even though. Because listen, the problem with Chris Paul has been health and height. Melo has never wanted to be as complete a player as Chris Paul has aspired to be. Chris Paul came to the league wasn't a great shooter but listen the last three or four years became an excellent three point shooter that we didn't expect. Was known as one of the better point guard defenders. Listen, even until this past year, was looked at as being one of the best PG defenders in the league. Yeah. Melo could score, and that was it. Never wanted to play defense. Only wanted to get paid. Didn't even want to sit there and set up his contract so he can go to Miami with D Wade and LeBron. No, I mean Melo has had Melo's all been about his money, and that, that's good for him. Chris Paul wanted to win. The problem with Chris Paul, he wants to win with Chris Paul being the point guard and coach. And because that's that accentuates being a diminutive player, his assets. So, but if, I'm gonna go: Bron, um, D Wade, Chris Paul, and Melo. Because listen, on top of that, which one's not in the NBA, and which one ha, just ha, still has teams paying him 124 over three years?
2: That's true. That la- that last point. I want probably, that Atlanta Hawks jersey. Yeah, that last one. But only thing I, I would say, Melo was a cornerstone, although maybe it wasn't the best cornerstone. For two franchises as being the guy, Chris Paul has he ever been for two? For two, I said for two. For two franchises, it's been like, hey, we need him to be the cornerstone, dude. He no, no,
1: yes. For Charlotte, when it went for Charlotte down to New Orleans, even with the Clippers, because Chris Paul, but you had Blake and you
2: had DeAndre.
1: But remember, it wasn't legit that Chris Paul decided to stay there. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul's contract came up, and the question was because remember, Chris Paul didn't initially want to be there. Was he going to resign? resign then? Him. Chris Paul was the person in behind getting rid of uh, what was the owner of that team, the racist guy.
0: Paul Donald Sterling, uh, yeah, Donald Sterling. Sterling. Yeah. Chris Paul was
2: m- m-
1: moving all types of weight behind it. And nah, he was a player, you uh, I mean, he was a president, right? Yeah, Britain, but right? I, but he was on the team.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Donald, it was Donald. like,
1: hey, nah, this is not gonna work. Like, nah, man, it's it's Chris Paul, man. Yeah. It's Chris Paul because that. Listen, that even, I'm not fighting listen, for him. Even with I'm just the, saying. Let's be honest. Even with Melo to the Knicks, it never meant nothing.
0: Like, when you look, it never meant... Yeah, because he demanded they trade the away trading. their... Anyway, the right. Everybody, could right.
1: free right. agency. Right. Right. Donnie Walsh, former uh, president of the... the Pacers. Pacers. Who was in charge of the Knicks, didn't want to make the move because they were... Clear. Everyone they mama knew, Melo, was coming there in the offseason. Mm-hmm. It made no sense. Dolan steps in, and then they trade away all the assets, and this was the first time we heard about Masai Ujiri and getting the, the, the job done. So, nah, man. I'm 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 going with CP3. And listen, I'm going with CP3. And guess what? Damn, on his old team, it's not even. It's not even. I can hear somebody in the stands arguing, complaining about Pedro Stopes' cap right being tilted right now.
2: If his cap was straight, he wouldn't have gave up that home run.
1: But uh, no, nah, it's uh, it's CP3 all the way. Even yeah. though he can be an ass, but he he's the ass that's tried to get everything out of his. oh game. yeah, he did. Every
2: and he's develop he's developing. He was arguably one time the best point guard in the league. Uh, no CP is definitely A bona fide hall of fame Was
1: Melo The best small
2: four in the league And we know that's not true Because LeBron's been in the league No LeBron's same been in the same time No 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 no, Not at all Not at all I, Listen like I said The behind the scenes Before what's coming out is like damn Okay I know it was that Contentious yeah, So wait a minute So here's a question mm-hmm. So what's gonna happen they're Where's CP3 not, going? He's not going anywhere because that... Oh, they going to make it work. That hey, took place... You two figured
1: it out? That took place before Golden State had those injuries. That's why a week ago we heard everybody and mm-hmm. maybe Harden was up for trade. And now we've heard, we're going to run it back. Because we're... They st- better. They better. Yeah, I would. They I would if they're healthy. I'm not yeah. going to say they can. They should be in the Western Conference Finals if they're healthy. If they're healthy, they should be in the Western Conference Finals. But then let me say this too: that adds to all of that. Then you got Mike D'Antoni as the head coach, and we know he's he's never been viewed as someone who could put out fires and lead men. All right, he has a fantastic offensive system that doesn't work in the playoffs, basically. All right, yeah, I know Steve. If Steve Nash didn't get
0: yeah, he doesn't make Mark Stottlemyre
1: no didn't get suspended that game. Yeah, I know. But guess what? It's never worked outside of that, and that didn't end up working.
0: Yeah, and they really should have won that series last year when KD went down. And You mean you know, this year? This year. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. this year. Yeah. They should have won that series, and Mike D'Antoni didn't do anything. I, tell you, I was about to say, you know who would have yeah. done something, and still you got to
1: have Harden, your best player, go along with it. And I, I'm only doing this tongue in cheek. Nick Nurse would have figured that out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> boxing one. I was about to say box boxing one. one. Boxing one. 2, one, two y'all. Two, one two. All <laughs> high school zones out here.
0: Like That's always been a problem with me with Mike Danton. I remember when he was up for the Bulls before they got, what was it, Tibbs right mm-hmm. before? Mm hmm. D'Antoni doesn't seem like an in-game adjuster at all.
1: Why? Because they just about like, a system. Right? Yeah. They're just yeah. this system, and on this is it. Go, go.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, it's one of. But that's a. But you know, a lot. And of- that's a losing remedy in the playoffs because you can actually pre-game for it's, people. It's, it's a seven-game it series. It gives you
2: false hope because it does so well in the regular season. But mm-hmm. as Kobe Bryant said, it, uh, before the playoffs even started, it's like, man, yeah, what James Harden doing? James Harden doing is great. Man, I ain't gonna win in the playoffs. And I think and short
0: sure Hell didn't what we saw from Toronto with how many ball handlers they had and guys that could mm, pass yes. and play make like who's doing that on Houston yeah. really besides Harden and Paul that's it Eric Gordon maybe hitting some shots nah. does he do Man, any he, kind of creation he, he's, he's a spot up three point shooter
2: no he
1: did better than that this year
0: no this season he but definitely did you know this
1: series, that series they do yeah. run a system to get Eric Gordon involved he's cold and on the side like what you're saying if they're moving around Passing. Look, Toronto does a little bit of ISO and go, but they're still moving the ball around. This you-go, I-go thing with Houston, it, man, look, they was lucky last year to get where they got. And that was the time to take advantage of it. What, the year before last? Yeah, the year before yeah, last. Yeah, yeah. They were lucky then to get where they got. So, I mean, no, I saw CP3 and Harden batting heads. I mean, even to put it all on CP3, and then again, it's going to be it's gonna be the player I mentioned. Remember Harden and Dwight didn't get along again. It's Dwight. But still like Nah man not, hmm. Speaking it, of Dwight
2: He came out and said That he is a Hall of Famer What do you all say?
0: He's definitely born I mean based on The Basketball His tag. Basketball Hall
1: of Fame How can he not be? His oh. Basketball Hall of Fame Hey was he Look Was he the best player at his position Over an extended amount of time? Yes he was He's all Hall of fame. Probably about 4 or 5 years Easily to say If not He was number 2 Listen, Behind you can argue who? the year I'm Behind just who? I would have to go look and see who those years who was coming up. Cuz I think you could Powell, put, maybe may, Did he maybe play the five. Maybe Bynum. I definitely know Shaq would have said that. Man, don't mm. forget how Bynum, Bynum was good. He was good when he was there. And was we're talking about we're yeah. talking and I'm talking about legit back down. Center. Remember, Dwight Howard yeah. never had a post game. Yeah, yeah. All
2: right? For those two seasons they won a championship. Yeah,
1: so but so He had two rings It would right? probably that he would it would, it would probably be maybe a, you could put Bynum again. The thing Still is this It's the Basketball Hall of Fame And Dwight Howard Which we're dissing For everybody that's listening Dwight Howard was The best player in his position Or at least The second or third best player And The year they made it To the finals He was arguably At least the second best player In the NBA yeah. he was in the top five let me put it like that he was in the top five because you still needed centers back then of the best players in NBA. so you could give give me LeBron you can give me Kobe you can give me Tim Duncan he was right around the, right around that that, that that area
0: man Dwight that year took down LeBron mm-hmm. in Cleveland what was that game seven too no, I don't remember Man, no Dwight Howard—is he one of the biggest disappointments no, since the two thousand? I don't think he's been. Why? A like everybody's I don't think he's been, a, don't think it's been a, a disappointment. And let's
2: not forget—he
0: he was damaged. He was damaged, and then
1: rushed to come back for the Lakers. He wasn't supposed to be there at the beginning of the season, and he's never been the same player. And yeah, I heard Trace McGrady say this when he was talking about when Dwight went to the Lakers, and they were—he were, was on the jump talking about, yeah, I didn't expect for the Lakers to win because he was like, it was his back. He's a big, like, he's never been the same player after that. So, yeah, his antics can get on your nerves. But was it Dwight's fault that he, a big, when his back went out, he wasn't as dominant? And even though he wasn't as dominant, he was still a top five big when he was in Houston. If you look at his rebounds mm. and rim protection, they were sti- it's still what you wanted.
2: All right. Uh, Dwight Howard, uh, from 2006 to 2014, he was an all-star. So, basically for seven almost years. A almost a decade, he was an all-star. So yeah, he might. He, I mean, yeah. And grant, like you said before, it it was it is the Basketball Hall of Fame. So I ain't gonna say everybody can get in, but I mean, those yep. years, man. Yeah, they definitely he did, did come it. out of high school, right? Yes. Yeah. And in who did school. he ever play with on his teams? Rashard Lewis. Rashard Lewis. Edo Turkeylu. Yeah, that's the um, year they went what's to the his championship. Name?
1: Um, Jameer Nelson. Yeah, Jamir. Ne- like he, dude, he never had a legit dog with him.
0: No, and he made it to the NBA Finals. That was pretty big That was pretty big I mean his only legit dogs Are Harden and Bryant That's it Yeah But
1: even then And hey, okay. Kobe
0: wanted to kill him Even then He
1: wasn't <laughs> Mentally he wasn't But physically he wasn't The same
0: dude Right mm-hmm. Yeah he was definitely Not in his prime Like mm. Orlando No he was only in LA For one year he was 27 He's 27 years old I don't know
1: I just feel
2: some disappointment How old is he right 20? now 33
1: Dude, think about over the last six years.
2: He been a least since he was nineteen. The wow. last,
1: the last crazy dunking you've seen. The white. Let's just let you know how he's been hindered. Mm-hmm. Like the crate, that the type of dunker that he was, and how it's diminished. Like, dude, man, look again. He's a head case. I'm not by any means absolving him of that. But his body betrayed him, and before, we never heard about him being lazy. The only knockout aside of his childishness was developing, further development in his game, which, again, with his lower half, he didn't have a big ass and legs mm-hmm. to be the post player that people wanted him to be. Still not saying he couldn't have developed that game further.
2: Eight-time All-Star, two-time block champion, five-time All-Defensive, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, uh, eight-time NBA all all NBA Eight time All NBA And the rookie Of the year 2004 Yeah that's The Hall of Fame yeah.
1: Three time Defensive player Of the year And listen yeah. If they was fair Depending on how They throw that Award around now He damn near you could Have got five of them Because I forget Who I always think got, Um, Ben Wallace Got more than he deserved And somebody he got else. what two no, no, he got more than two. Yes, about four. Like yeah, exactly. Four? Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Ben yeah. Wallace, and it's another person that's out there been stealing them. I think the la- I can't think about the last mm-hmm. three or four years. You no, know,
2: Draymond got one.
1: No, I'm not dissing Then then Clay Rudy, get one. Did Rudy get one? Rudy Gobert. Yeah, did Rudy get one last last year, or is he up for one this year? I
0: don't know. He may get one. Oh, I think Rudy, Rudy might have last won, year. won it last year. Did he? Did he? Yeah, he did he win it last year. Oh, that's right. People that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: And I'm guessing TBR means total rebound. So five-time total rebound champ as well. Hey, listen, he has a. He does have a. Yeah, people hating on him when he yeah, said that. he yeah. said
1: that before. But he is man. It's he? He who's give me another a better big. Give me five better bigs. When he was healthy,
2: I can't think of any because that was about the time the transition was happening away from Biggs. Mm-hmm.
1: Is Chris Webber the That happened yet? to him, not yet. That happened to him too. Will he get in before that Chris the, Webber? It, mm, no, no, he's still playing. Chris Webber's I mean, retired. I mean, is he really playing? Yeah, he'll be back there. Chris Webber's <laughs> retired. I mean, you can all a bit That's, man, true, that's a true. Big I'll man know. can always get a check.
0: Yeah, that's true. How about uh Metta World Peace breaking up Ben Wallace's streaks of defensive player of the year. 1 2 in uh 02 03, World Peace in 04, 05, 06 for ben Wallace. ben Wallace.
1: They was giving, they was just giving him. that was when the NBA was lazy. They were cuz they, they were perimeter cuz that was still where they were giving it to him in ways that they didn't give it to Dikembe Mutombo. Like bigs that had been even more defensively dominant than Ben Wallace. Who? And Ben Wallace really was best as a help defender more than yes an, an on ball, ball defender. defender. So I'm talking about guys who could do it. Ryan Test could do it every on ball and as coming yes. as, as a help defender. I'm t- like players like that. So Ben Wallace and again I'm not talking about taking away from Ben Wallace, but Ben Wallace was a scam. Well,
2: how many who who, who has won the Defensive Player of the Year after the reign of Ben, uh, uh, ben Wallace?
0: Right after that was Marcus Camby in 07. Marcus Saul won one. Kevin Garnett uh, Marcus in Marcus was doing his thing. <laughs> he was, he was, yeah. And with Denver, Dwight Howard won the next three from 09 to 11. Tyson Chandler in 12. Mm-hmm. Marcus all in 13. Mm-hmm. Joakim Noah in 14. That's right. Kawhi Leonard the next two years. Mm-hmm. Draymond Green in 17. And Rudy Gobert. Remember,
1: yeah. too, it's been you. So in that Joe year and in the, that Dwight year, they use it to give it to the guy that was a really good defender that played better on offense, but they don't want to give him the MVP. They they just give that guy the defensive player of the year. Mm. So it's like, alright, you're a good defender, but you here, so we can, we're we not going to give you the MVP because yeah. probably LeBron's going to win it this year. But here, take this defensive player of the year. Because remember, Joe Joe had been playing. That defensive thing was that everyone was hurt. Joe was playing point and center, basically. Mm. So people it was more attention to him. He was like third in the MVP vote. That's that what I'm is, saying. Right? He's in top five. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Got him. The, he was clearly going to get defensive player of Year because Mm -hmm. of that. And Dwight Howard getting to the finals, he was clearly people was going to put him in the MVP voting, but he wasn't going to supersede the guys who are already legit.
2: Hey, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. At D and David Show. Once again, it's at D and David Show. Download the, pro- download the podcast, subscribe, rate, share, all that good stuff. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Music, Stitcher, TuneIn app, War on Anchor, and YouTube as well. I'm on Twitter at demons E M O N Z E 1. Ken is on Twitter at that Davis. And make sure you follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan B.
1: Shout out to Ryan again for doing such an excellent job taking over for Tony. Yes, yes, yes. Make thank sure you, brother. Make listen to Tony on the Lawrence Home Show and the NBA, NBA draft. You hear him on the commercials for the score. You clap it up for our brothers doing great stuff, excellent things, and he deserves Tony! it. Tony! Uh, we want to definitely thank Sean Hyken for joining us, and we also want to thank Darnell Mayberry for joining us, two great guys. Uh, I guess I may be on this flip. I probably won't, depending on the weather. This weekend, so make sure you tune into the guys and how they're going to be cutting up, and then come back next week for more Dan Davis to show. Don't do anything stupid before you hear from us again.
2: Keep your hands to yourself.